1: Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko Table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko Table. That is the name, of, that is the voice of Chef uh, Grandmaster Hoop. And we're coming from the windy city of Chicago to discuss FX's acclaimed comedy drama series, The Bear. Not to be confused with Bear Paint, that their ads run on Netflix ads and Hulu. No, we're talking about The Bear, uh, formerly known as The Beef. Uh, It's a show. It's a great show. We love the show. That's why we're here to discuss it. And yes, I did refer to myself as Chef, because for the running of this podcast, uh, myself and the Supernovas who are here... Let's first hear who's joining us right now. No relation to Grandmaster Hoop, Hooper TV.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Rika from the Yonko Table and you're not watching Disney Channel.
1: Perfect. We will be referring to each other as chefs because it's a sign of respect. And this podcast is no longer, uh, we're not in the, like in our rooms and whatnot. We are in a kitchen. Because we're gonna create something cool here. But uh before we get into it, just uh here's uh here's an overview of the bear real quick. Uh and y'all can jump in if uh if I miss anything or uh show. The Bear, uh created by Christopher Storr. Uh Christopher Storer, if you know him, uh best known for directing comedy specials, uh such as Bo Burnham, Hassan Minaj, and Hulu series Rami. He's played a part in that. Uh, the bear stars Jeremy Allen White of shameless fame, Ebon Moss Black Rock, Rock. If I said that correctly, I hope so. Ayo Adibari, who's on the come up, Lionel Boyce, Liza Colon Zayas, Abby Elliott, and Maddie Matheson. And we are here to discuss the bear in its entirety because there are two seasons out of the bear. Uh, the first season walked away last year with a plethora of high praise and yeah uh can uh including multiple best new series best comedy series uh multiple best show rankings jeremy allen white multiple acting nods including a win for golden Globe for best actor musical or comedy and i said a mouthful the emmy? he did not win the emmy uh Who won the emmy that year i think that was your boy uh succession My point. you won the well, potentially
2: okay maybe strong one during the the pandemic oh he
1: didn't, he, he didn't win we multiple he didn't win multiple
2: we have google keep keep talking i'll, I'll look it up
1: i mean th- th- those are the major accolades of the bear if i'm missing some uh you know that that's that's paper stuff but we're here to discuss so i want to know Why are y'all here to discuss The Bear? What has drawn you to The Bear? What are your overall thoughts on The Bear as a show as its entirety? Why are you here right now, chefs? Thank you, chef, for the intro.
0: Um, You know, I think it's like it's like funny because I think what drew me to The Bear in season one and what I left kind of feeling after season one is very different than how I leave feeling season two. So, you know, I think what drew me to the project overall was like, you know, it looked like, you know, uh, well made, like well produced. So I was like, all right, I'll check this out. Like FX is like kind of earned my trust when it comes to like these 30 minute shows. And, you know, I think the first season was super impressive. I thought they really captured what it was like living, like working in a kind of a restaurant, kind of like the high intensity of it. And, you know, I think it kinda of culminated with their one shotter, uh, I think episode seven, I believe. Episode seven, um, yep.
1: The review. Season
0: one. Yes. You know, it was just like, wow, that it was like honestly it was so intense that I don't think it hit me. They hadn't cut until like ten minutes in. I was like, wait a second, they haven't cut yet. Like I can't look away. Um and I left see that, you know, that first season being like, all right, good show. You know, like really impressive, like kind of what they're doing with uh, what Carmi, jeremy Allen white's character is happening beneath the surface was like interesting as well and like his relationship with his brother but didn't didn't quite love it you know i don't think it made like my top five tv shows of last year uh was impressed by it told friends about it but overall was like oh that's a good show i'll be interested in season two this season two man it's I think it like, I think it really like leveled up. It really went to like a special place that I am like, you know, I think I would used the word impressed and impressive about season one. I, like season two felt like moving. Season two felt like, like drew me in in a way that like only I think a few shows can where I'm starting to really care about these characters, really care about like their, their arcs. And I know we're gonna get to it, but, um, there's one character in particular who I think really embodies like, kind of like my different feelings between season one and season two, where I just like mm, we'll get we'll get to it we'll get to it. Uh, Chefrika, um, your thoughts?
2: Yes, thank you, Chef. Um, <laughs> I, I just to, to give you some information about our awards things that we were not sure of. So the Bear season one is eligible for this coming Emmys, so they were not nominated oh, for last okay. year. Yeah. Got so you. it's because of what I came out. So
1: Thanks, um, that's the weird. the potential
2: will certainly, you know, be in contention. So we'll see what happens. But, um, part of what you said, chef, uh, about admiring something, but not quite sure how connected you feel to it is how I feel about a lot of things that I've watched, uh, pretty recently of really admiring the craft, the acting, the writing, etc., But maybe I don't feel like my heart is completely in it. Um, and so the difference between admiring something, liking something, what I appreciate about the bear is I have both. I admire it, it's well-written, it's well-acted, it's well-constructed. They do really interesting things with the camera work. You already mentioned uh, you know, the the shining star of season one, which is that one-er. Um, but then you also really, really love these characters, at least I certainly do. Um, and I loved the first season and it was recommended by a colleague and a bunch of us are our mental health professionals and they're like they actually do a really good job of covering like the impact of trauma and interpersonal relationships and anxiety so those are the things of course that we care about but it, it's the relationships it's the the characters that they're building it's the meaning that they make out of these relationships and sure it's about the food but that's only like the the surface there's so much that's going on underneath and season two i think who we speak a lot about whether the context of like whether it's films or movie movies and films (laughs) whether it's movies music or tv shows um there's always this worry of like what is the second thing gonna bring us you know what is the sophomore album the second season the second movie and they really hit it out of the park this was a really excellent season of tv for so many different reasons that we'll get into today um but they're doing something really special i feel like in exploring a lot of different themes but also growing the characters um and i think that's exactly what i wanted out of season two and that's what we got and i'm looking forward to season three i imagine they certainly will be renewed um there's no doubt in my mind um, no doubt so, yeah a, a really really wonderful show highly recommend
1: well said chefs well said uh look, and Asia. to preface y'all watch season one Upon its airing, its original airing last year, correct? Yes. Okay. Got our hand on the pulse. Gotcha. I I mean, I'm new to the bear. I just started probably last month. Yeah. And so I definitely watched season one and season two back to back. And I share the same sentiments that y'all have shared. I do, however, think uh, it is an interesting watch to go from season one immediately into season two. Uh, I think that provides a. I don't know, you there's uh you y'all had some downtime with The Bear where I just had just this quick succession uh haha succession I'm not talking about that show. Um but uh, <laughs> uh definitely definitely uh obviously there's a kind of a uh an atmospheric shift between seasons of season 1 and 2 of The Bear. Uh but before we get into season 2, I want to let's just I would like to highlight some things in season 1 if y'all would care to join me and uh, just a brief overview of season one. One, I don't even think I mentioned the plot to our viewers here. So for anyone who doesn't know the plot of The Bear, uh, it is uh, a kitchen workplace comedy on the surface, but then there is an inter interpersonal human experience subtext. I think that that is The Bear. That is The Bear in a nutshell. And uh, it's uh, about a young chef from the world of fine dining comes home to Chicago to run his family's Italian beef sandwich shop after the suicide of his older brother, who left behind depths, a rundown kitchen, an unruly staff. And you could do a lot with that, as the bear has shown. Uh, y'all mentioned anxiety uh, watching the bear season one. Uh, Carmi, our main character, uh, going through a lot. Uh, and the kitchen, I feel what a I think that is the perfect environment to explore anxiety. Uh, in a restaurant because if you're dealing with your own personal issues as carmy is with you know grief and trauma and you know whatever else he's got going on in the world of a young chef the kitchen in the a restaurant is the perfect place where there's 10 million things going on and yet you are not dealing with the personal things you have going on in your life i think that I don't know uh I, I gotta give props to christopher storer because when i looked up uh what he's done in the past you know he's done a lot of comedy specials and whatnot i think that makes perfect sense that he's doing a show like the bear because the comedy specials are very real and very raw in terms of what they use to you know tell their stories and portray and how they turn you know and oftentimes you they turn traumatic stories into comedy and i think that's really present in the bear as a whole and definitely it's a it's a progression you see you know you get to know these characters in season one but it's like such a toxic environment a lot of people describe the bear uh watching it it's toxic do you do you feel similar sentiments as far as when you watch season one just i don't know the screaming the yelling the everything going on in season one would you want to be in that kitchen Oh,
0: no, absolutely not, Shep. Um, Would not want to work in that kitchen. Um, doesn't, you know, doesn't season the winner end with Richie getting stabbed? No, um, yeah,
1: he gets stabbed at the end of the review, yes, yep.
0: You know, I mean, like, just seems not quite the place that I would want to work in. And I think that ties into kind of, like, in my eyes, the difference between, like, season one and season two. And probably, like, why I feel so much different about season two and str- a little stronger about it is that season one just felt so claustrophobic, which was like mm-hmm. the idea of the show. Mm-hmm. It just like, was like, you know, you're squeezing all these personalities in together and like all these like different people, like with different levels of ambitions where like some people are just going through the motions and you know, you have a character like Sid who like seemed to be really striving for something. And, you know, I think, I think I think I think like what the one of the major differences between one and two is that, you know, they take a step back. They kind of like, you know, they kind of like <laughs> the restaurant's not even open. You know what I mean? But, like the claustrophobicness is like it's a little shifted because they have like their time frame of, like of like when they need to open. But um, they just give a lot of more room to breathe um, as I'm sure we're going to get to uh, throughout this
2: conversation. Yeah, I would agree. I think. Uh season one was very indicative of, like, Carmi's our, our main character, or some folks would argue one of three main characters, however you want to frame it. But ultimately, it, it is focused on his family and his story and bringing him back to to Chicago. And I think season one feels very indicative of kind of where his his mental headspace is. Is like, it is anxiety-inducing. You are trying to kind of navigate grief and loss. And then not only like family trauma, but whatever he had experienced in the spine dining world, we we got yeah. glimpses of that, like it wasn't easy. Um, and now having to kind of step back into something that he knows was super impactful, of course brings up a lot of anxiety. You don't really know how to manage that. And I think that felt indicative of then being in the kitchen and not being sure how to manage the various personalities and how do you pay for all these, these things? And how do you even just run a restaurant that in a way that feels very different than the restaurants he'd worked in previously. And so it felt like season one had to be kind of uh, anxiety driven, had to be very claustrophobic, had to be uh, set us up for a season two that could be more introspective, quieter in some ways. Um, And also like taking its time, I think something I really appreciated is, and we'll talk about how there were some episodes that just focused in on one side character and in some shows we don't get that we we don't get the time to really explore um you know one particular character in their journey um and i think maybe we got it more in the past when there was like 20 22 episodes uh, of a season Mm -hmm. on like traditional tv at this point in time you you get eight to ten episodes And so what do you want to prioritize? And I really appreciated that they said, well, we want to get to know all the people in the kitchen. It's not just about Carmi, it's not just about Sydney, it's not just about Richie. And they all got their moments, but there were clear storylines and, um, consideration around some of these characters. So you really understand, oh, okay, this is where this person is coming from. And you know, Mark is a story, Tina's story, et cetera. And so all of the the chaos of season one, we can start to unfold that a little bit more and, and be able to hold the characters as they're holding each other and, and growing amongst one another. Um, and it, I, I can see why you'd want to lean more into season two versus season one, uh, if you're a watcher. So.
1: I think season one is just yeah as you said like just the you needed all the chaos to perfectly set up season two uh there are moments in season one where you get those sprinkles of you know more insight to the characters like you know we see marcus and he starts you know really starting to listen to carmy uh we see tina starts adhering to what sydney has to say and whatnot And there's there's sprinkles of it, and then when you get to season two, you really get the whole, they they took the lid off the sprinkle shaker, and you get a lot of these characters, and I think that's really good. And I think, overall, that's a theme about the bear, is just, you know, embracing change. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, uh, you have characters that some are kind of stuck in their ways, or, you know, they are with how they're okay with how things are done, and, you know, that's it's stagnant that's not growth and there's you know there's mental things that are going on as far as you know personal mental blocks characters are going through and they don't think they can grow or push themselves to be anything more than what they already are uh and we'll definitely get into that i think you know that's a that's a shot at richie right there um and ibra uh but yeah i think yeah season one you 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 need it and it makes perfect sense i think how season two plays out just you know going if you if you do a side-by-side comparison you needed season one in order to make season two even better uh and then, yeah, yeah. We,
0: great job chef uh before we move on and maybe sure. we dive into season two just like the last thing and in- I don't know if this is an original thought. I may have heard this like on a different podcast or like read it on Twitter somewhere, but, um, I think it does. It just kind of like ring true to me, the idea that, um, how like the bear overall could be interpreted, uh, interpreted as being a bit meta about like what it means to like create art and like, you know, Mm -hmm. create a TV show like this. And, you know, I think especially when you're new, and you kind of haven't been established, you know, it can feel like season one where you're just like, go, go, go. You're just throwing everything together. You have no idea if anything's gonna be successful. And it's just like, kind of like intense and anxiety inducing and all this. Um, While like, maybe you find success, maybe you find a ton of money in a tomato, tomato jars and tomato Uh... beans. Tomato based um, yeah.
1: tomato, yeah.
0: Yeah, tomato you know, and, <laughs> yeah. surprisingly you find like some success that you know, you then decide to like double down you want to like create a sequel, you want to like create something bigger um, and I think that's like, that could be like what a lot of season two can be like seen at. It's like the, these characters who found like some success with their first thing they created and uh, trying to take that success and turn it into you know, a high-end restaurant, if you will. Um, I just thought Uh, that was an interesting kind of look at, like, uh, maybe, like, a layer deep of, like, what the writers and creators may have been going for or thinking about as they were creating this.
1: No, I I can see that. I I definitely see that now that you say that. Uh, Now I think, is there more meta commentary throughout season one? For example, uh, feeding a bunch of kids uh, ecto- uh whatever with oh uh, was yeah. it was it zanny was it yeah. zanny in there uh, i think so
0: something like that they all
1: go to sleep all right are you saying <laughs> that sometimes you know you might put your audience to sleep and uh sometimes uh that's okay because we don't want a bunch of kids running around anyways i don't know but uh yeah funny yeah. little moment season one uh <laughs> yep it was a funny I, moment, yep. I think I think we have less of that in season two, which is fine. Um, uh, you know, season two has its own funny moments as itself, but uh, any, more, any more final thoughts, Chefs, on season one? Uh, we didn't really get into the context because I think that'll come out because a lot of season two is about progression of these characters, so we'll look to see where these characters were before and where they are now. Any other thoughts on season one? I
2: think... You have to to build a strong foundation to see what the future may look like. And I, I think season one was really, really solid. It was a great season of TV, which then lent itself for continued growth and what we got out of season two, which I think was even stronger.
1: All right. Well said, Chef. Well said. All let right, right, let's, let's do season two, which I think season two should be properly titled I don't know the road to the bear uh road to bear um it never officially opens right um no not by the end we only got the end of family and friends night family and friends yeah yeah that's Mm -hmm. where that's where it ends um so the soft opening not the grand opening so i imagine season three will cover the grand opening but uh season two season one finale ends with as uh chef hooper tv has said They found the money. Uh, Carmi's brother, Michael, had left all this money uh, that he was planning on uh, committing fraud or paying back their uncle, Cicero, uh, back with. And now they're going to use that money to do something big. They're going to do something daring. They're going to shut down the beef. Uh, Chicago's the beef, which is actually a real restaurant. I think you can go there still. Um, Interesting. I didn't know that. All right, it's based on a real restaurant called The Beef, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and now Carmi's going to, you know, he's in a different headspace. He's gotten some closure with Michael. Uh, he's got the support of his sister, Nat, and Sydney and the rest of the crew here at The Beef. And now we're going to open The Bear. So as uh, we said, season two is a, it's, a, it's a countdown clock, huh? Countdown yeah. clock? right uh i like i like countdown clocks as far as you know uh this is what we want by the end of the season Uh, i
0: think they do a good job in those first maybe first couple episodes of you know being like you know like you said um they say they get all this money and they're like you know what this is enough to like close down the restaurant and open something even better and immediately in i think the first two episodes maybe just the first one They're like, you know what? The time frame is going to be a lot shorter than we thought, and actually, this isn't enough money to do it. We have to go to Cicero and get more money because we thought this was enough, but it really isn't. Um, We have to like cut this deal with them, and it's just like immediately, it's like, wait, it's not all hunky dory. Like that moment of like them like finding finding some success at the end of season one, it's not setting them up to just like cruise into improving the restaurant. There's going to be like time limits that each episode is going to remind you of. There's going to be, like, so much that they have to do that they also kind of, like, stays throughout the season. Uh, and they just good, do a really good job of, like, establishing, you know, the conflict again and establishing that mm. their backs against the wall immediately. So uh, I think that was, like, a good way to start the season.
2: Yeah, because what it was, uh, what would have been a maybe six to eight-month project renovation squeezed into three months
0: yeah
2: um (laughs) it's something i appreciate i think about this show is the the reality but not without hope like they they indicate okay we Mm. don't have enough money we do have to ask for a loan we don't have enough time so we do have to squeeze this down but it doesn't feel like like I, I don't get the sense that the the showrunners, the writers, like they don't want them to fail. They 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 want growth to occur. They want them to to meet, you know, have this this ending where they they could be successful. And so there's a, a sense of like when I watch the show, of like I am stressed and I want this good thing to happen for them. And it feels like it will, but the journey there may be a little tumultuous. Uh, but mm. I appreciate that there there feels like there is a semblance of like yes, there's a reality that like I think they they show throughout, particularly this season. Like restaurants close down, businesses struggle, like they're you know, and, and that's just kind of where we're at, especially with restaurants and service industries like post COVID, uh, which this world is set in. Um, it, but it doesn't feel like they they write or plan seasons or episodes or storylines out with the the intent of like wanting like cynicism it doesn't feel cynical Mm. like the show if that makes sense
0: absolutely Um. jeff i think yeah i think i totally agree it was like it felt like early on it was like all right you know we can't have this be a super smooth road we have to establish Mm. some stakes but yeah it's like you know nobody's Nobody's like. I mean, somebody did get stabbed, um, but we're not. (laughs) We're not like worried that like we're like lose the character during like the red wedding or something. You know what I mean? It does feel um, a lot. It does feel like they're like. There's like this just kind of part, and hopefully, I'll be able to describe this better by the end. But there's like this like kind of like just like heart to this show that like kind of reminds me of like Ted Lasso in a way, but like. I don't know, I'm gonna ponder this thought more and maybe like circle back to it. Like, cause I do kind of think this season, like the way like Ted Lasso kind of like got like, oh, it's like heartwarming and it's like nice. And it's like, I kind of think this show is almost a clip what like Ted Lasso may have like once been doing. And especially if you compare season, this season to Ted Lasso's recent season, but.
2: Yeah, I think there's like a a thoughtfulness of like the realities of life that people struggle, like class-wise, which I think the this, this show is a, has a big focus on just like, you know, economics and finances and how do we pay for shit and um, the, the impact of that. Uh, but it also really wants their, their characters to like create community to work through the struggles. Um, and so mm-hmm. it feels like, yeah, it, it feels I could get what you mean in terms of like the heartwarming the and I think that comes from not necessarily and I, I like Ted Lasso, uh, but I think some of that comes from like you have this very like um, you know boisterous character uh, who is trying to interact and bring up others and and I think that's great I think something that the bear does though is really want like n- doesn't necessarily want um, people to change in terms of like their personality. They just want them to define better ways of like coping and navigating difficult situations. Mm. It's like, you know, Richie could still be Richie, but like, let's add some more helpful um, capabilities and let's kind of bring out more of what he can contribute rather than like completely switching him up as as a a character. So they want them to, to be who they are authentically but they just want them to give them the tools to succeed in that while still being them. And I think that's what I feel at least connected to. Um, it felt like what was the, the theme of the season too?
1: At, at times, I'll tell you, I often forget that the bear is scripted and fictional. I feel a lot of the bear is just so raw. And <clears throat> I just, I get lost in it and in whether it's the acting maybe it's the acting or maybe it's just the writing i just often forget that this is fiction but i feel it's just so raw and what it chooses to display because like you said it is set in a pre, a post-covid era and one i think that's you do not often see that uh within media like it's briefly touched upon but no this is real as you said restaurants shut down And whatnot, and it does it did the pandemic did make people rethink their lives and whatnot. And yeah, you you see that in the bear so much. And I and I feel, yeah, I think it's just such a great portrayal of what's going on with these characters. And and as you said as well, you know, not any of these characters do I feel are a hundred percent significantly different from how they were portrayed in season one. Everything feels natural everything feels like you know purposeful and it feels so real that it i feel all these characters can go through the changes that they did uh, like I, I feel like i'm watching real people again i, I feel it, this. it
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to
0: wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This
1: is this is a reality series versus scripted television. And we are witnessing people change before our eyes. Uh, I think season yeah. two it, cap, it encapsulates that perfectly.
0: I think I totally agree with both of your points here. Um, it does feel like this, like really kind of like real, it does not quite feel like we're like, we're watching a show. It's like you get sucked into like the restaurants and like coming and goings. And it's almost like you feel like you're kind of like, I like in like, I think it's the last episode where, yeah, but like, I'm not too sure, like how the behind, uh, how the kitchen works in these restaurants. I was only a host uh, when I was at a restaurant, but like the people who were just kind of standing there watching, Um, and I don't know if they were the people who were supposed to activate at some point and, like, run things that out. I don't know if you saw those characters, but that's kind of how it feels like you're in this show. You're just somebody who's, like, just standing there watching these people kind of, like, go about, like, their day in the lives. And, um, you know, it feels like... And not to keep bringing up Ted Lasso, but, it like, you know, I think Ted Lasso would hit you with, like, these nice heartwarming moments Um, and would usually be done by, like, Ted doing something super positive that was just undeniable and it would like hit you in the fields, and then the Mumford and Sons song would like play and you'd be like feeling some type of way it feels like the bear just kind of like kind of like really earns it you know what I mean they really like almost like muscle their way through to like have a really nice moment I have like plenty of them in this season but if we're still kind of in the early parts right now I think the moment where uh, Sid, like, tells Tina, like, you're the sous chef and Tina gets really excited. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's so nice because you knew, you saw in the first season how tumultuous their, like, relationship started off and how over time, like, Sid was able to, like, get Tina's respect and how they were kind of became, like, a mutual kind of, like, understanding of each other's roles within, like, you know, the ecosystem of the restaurant and it, like, you know, it's such a small moment. They don't bring it up. They don't like, they don't like focusing on too much. They don't like pause the whole show. It shows without telling. Yeah. This the Mumford and Sons song plays. You know, it's just like, you just see Tina smile and you know how much it means to her. You know what I mean? And it's like moments like, like that, that they really like over the course of like season one and that one in particular, and over the course of like, kind of like multiple seasons, some of these moments at the end, um, that just re- really feel earned and you kind of like feel it within
2: yourself. No, that's a really great point. Um, cause that was, I like teared up cause that, that's like episode one. Yeah. Uh, because of the context from season, um, season one, uh, I think a lot of, of Tina is not getting her due. So you're in this particular field and you're working hard and for somebody who's coming from, in adjacent, like we're still in the, the food industry in some sort, uh, but but Sid has different types of training and different experiences. Uh and to come in and say, like, I value you, I see you, I I want to help you improve, I want to help you kind of reach new heights, um, because I see what you're capable of, I, I think is really meaningful. Um, and, and I really, really appreciate it. I think that 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 point you made of like the heartwarming moments the moments in which you're like so proud of a character are really really earned Mm. and so knowing Tina's kind of history uh and then knowing the history with particularly with Sid leading to that moment of just like hugging and just having a lot of excitement around going to culinary school and and being able to really tap into uh honing her skills and becoming Yeah, the sous chef and having that particular position and respect, uh, I think that a lot for her.
1: And and I uh, and we can we can stay on this Tina train because what Carmi and Sid do is they invest in their team. You know, it's scary to think that we're gonna shut down the beef, something that Michael had you know started, and and what we learn is that Michael has started many businesses and whatnot, and. Didn't really care for them more, per se. However, he cares for...
0: Wasn't able to finish. I think that was like a big point.
1: Yes. Like, he never finishes anything. But he invests in the people, you know. Mm. Uh, The people, those are his family. You know, it's a family show uh, at the heart of it all. So, for Carmi to finally recognize that, I think, by the end of season one. And then, you know, come season two, he's like, all right, let's put Tina and Ibra in school let's send Marcus to Copenhagen, which I think has a great kind of reveal later on uh, in the Forks episode. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Again, earned, earned, as y'all been saying, very much earned. Uh, So on the Tina train, love Tina in school. Um, You know, she was getting high praise, um, you know, cutting the fillets and whatnot. Like, excellent cut, chef. Uh, it's a really cool knife, yeah. Yeah, well it's Carmi's knife too. Yeah, Carmi's knife. Which Carmi's knife Did is a character her? in itself. And uh, so
0: sm- such small moments, because it circles back where uh uh Tina's like oh uh what is what does she call Carmi?
1: Uh Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> like Jefe.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Um and uh I, I, like she says something along the lines of I haven't gotten you your knife back, I have been meaning to get to it. And like I think Carmi says something like,
1: I didn't ask for back. back. I didn't yeah, ask you know, for it back. Just yep.
0: like, it's so small and it's like five seconds and it's just like so good.
1: Um but, but mind you, in season one, remember Carmi's like first day, I guess, they were hiding his knife from him. You know? Oh, yeah, no, I don't know if I remember that. Yes, they were they were bas- <laughs> they were basically hazing him uh, as the new guy. <laughs> so they, they took his knife and they hid it from him and he couldn't find his knife. Like hmm. the entirety of episode one of season one, so the knife has had a little journey. Uh, I don't, I, I, don't. Maybe I'm reaching. I don't think I'm reaching. No, no, uh, that's unreal. But uh, yes, and then so yeah, so now t- I didn't ask for it back. Uh, she's making friends at culinary school. Uh, she does the
0: karaoke.
1: She does the Never, karaoke.
0: Just good moment,
1: man. Just yes, because like, she feels
0: nervous and kind of like. You know, she's an older person, like with a bunch of young people, like and it you know, that feels like a real dynamic. That's scary.
1: You know? That that's a real thing. Yes. They invite you to the a karaoke bar.
0: And you know, I don't know when this song that she's pulling from, but like it just feels it's not like your typical like karaoke number, but then she like crushes it and then like everybody's cheering for her and it's just like such a nice moment. I I really yeah, that was one of my easily one of my favorite moments of the season.
1: Yeah. Well, well, and we'll circle back to the finale. I, I, let's let's save mom, character moments in the finale for when we talk about the finale. Uh, Rika, were you about to?
2: No, I was just echoing uh, yeah, Tina's whole storyline. I really appreciated that they didn't give her like her own episode, like we'll talk about with with Marcus or with Richie, um, but she was present throughout, um, and we got to see those kind of inner workings of like her kind of act. The culinary school, or the karaoke moment, and uh, the moments that she then had kind of later on with Ibra, with uh, with Carmi. So mm. I really appreciated that that she had kind of this thread of a journey throughout the season uh, that we got to witness, and, and I'm so happy for her. I'm so proud of her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. And 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 so then you know, talking about Tina, I think you have to talk about Ibra because. They are both going through a similar trial as mm. far as you know just they are the older people within the beef. Now it is the bear. Ibra is sent to the school too. And Ibra, man, that was that was rough to watch too. And it was and it's interesting to watch. And as you said, they, they threaded uh they threaded Tina's story throughout. And then, you know, some characters get a whole episode, and then a character like Ibra uh, I I I think it's a it's a, it is a choice to watch him quit the culinary school, and then mm-hmm. we don't see him again for a while, you mm-hmm. know. And then we're feeling what the characters are feeling. Have you heard from Ibra? Where is Ibra? You know. Yeah. And yeah, and then like by the and I and and again I you pair them up with Tina because you know those are the two routes you could have took. You could. <laughs> really lean into this change and this opportunity presented to you or you can and it's fear that drove eber out of the culinary school and but i find by the time we get to the finale or i think it was the episode before the finale when he comes back you know because that is his home at the end of the day and i think i like how that again is a reoccurring theme throughout is that this is a home for a lot of these people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite the chaos, despite all the changes, he feels at home here. What, what do y'all think about Ibra?
0: Yeah, it's funny you bring up Ibra. Ibra's—I'm um, like because I'm—I'm I'm like gaining like so much confidence and like you know. Um, uh, You've mentioned the creator's name, whose name escaped me as uh, Christopher.
1: Christopher Store. Yeah.
0: Christopher store. um, you know, I'm like, I'm like gaining so much confidence in terms of like their story t- storytelling and their ability to tell like, kind of like long arcs. I don't think Ibra's arc is done yet. You know what I mean? I could totally see like season three, like him being a little more centered uh, because like, you know, there was like, there were like some beats for him, um, but it did not be like a complete arc the way like some of these other characters completely got this season. And I'm like... You know, I'm, like, obviously think he's, like, a crucial part of the kitchen, but, like, wasn't, like, as connected to his story the way I was, like, did, like, even Tina's um, and some of our other main characters uh, this season.
2: Yeah, I think um, you talked about kind of the pairing of Tina and Ibra, who were both asked to go to, to culinary or, like, sponsor Dakota, the culinary school, presents the... Like you said, the options of you can really lean into a moment to continue to evolve or the kind of questioning of, okay, I've done all this work up until now. And is he making meaning out of going to culinary school, indicating that like, well, all the work you've done, uh, maybe is not as meaningful because you don't have this particular set of skills. And I bring that up because I think, you know, I see you know, in, say, for, like, my parents' generation or our parents' generation and, and older, that sometimes that can be the perspective of, like, um, I I know how to cook. I know how to do fill-in-the-blank skill. And for someone to give me feedback or, or someone to say, like, hey, we want you to go to this training or we want you to go to, to this particular thing, sometimes it can be perceived as, like, oh, like, it, does this mean what I've done up until now is not meaningful anymore because I don't have a letters after my name or I don't have a particular degree and I think it um yeah I just kind of reflected on that as far as Eber's experience of like sometimes it is like it is fear it is like what happens if I do change and then I think it's also like meaning making um and what people feel connected to and clearly I think his arc at least where we end it because I imagine there is more to a story is what what is meaningful to him is is making the beef sandwiches Mm. Um, and that is what he's designated um within the restaurant as far as like you know the, the to-go window the drive-through
1: which i uh, loved i loved yeah. that was a he kept a part of the beef
2: yeah and, and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily that like he's not capable of change it's more of like how can we like what is meaningful to him how can we continue to to allow him to thrive in that way um and you know take a lead on, on continuing to, to do something that he's done for so many years. And so I think it, it's about like, we, we've talked about how the show kind of frames its characters and how it treats its characters. And what I appreciate is I think there's some thoughtfulness around how he was feeling that there is that fear that like, how, to, how do we make him, him feel like he is still part of the team and that what he contributes is something that we really respect and, and value here. Um, so I liked where at least t- we have temporarily ended with him. Uh, that you know the photo uh, which then of course led to to some good news uh, for neil as he was trying to figure out what was going on with the the fire system but even mm. the photo of, of tina and ibra and uh, mikey that um, that kind of gave some indication of like this is the family element the the community that he's created that was what was important to him and how can we continue to to, to cultivate that without kind of stepping on um, kind of his legacy and his skills so he doesn't have to go to culinary school if that's not kind of part of his journey and um, that's okay
0: yeah no I think I totally agree too um, I feel like if this show was in like lesser hands you know uh, he would have left for a couple of days then Tina would have found him and then he would you know Tina would gave him like this rousing speech of how like we got to like learn new skills or something and then he would have came back and been great and like This is not that show. This show, like, Mm -hmm. it stays true to like, I think like, just like being real and like that kind of like reality. And I think as you're saying, Chef Rika, you know, in reality, like some people in those situations would just quit, never come back. You know what I mean? Never come back to the culinary school. And that's really real, it felt like. And um, I did like that element of like his storyline this season.
2: and just because he quit doesn't mean that he doesn't have anything to contribute, I think. Yeah. You know, I, exactly. I yeah, I reflect on this idea of I think people have like a negative perception of like quitting, but sometimes intentional quitting, deciding to walk away from something, because you know it's not really going to serve you, um, is also important. And so I think that that interaction between Tina and Ebra at the window, where she does like say, "Hey, you know." I think you, you left for a reason. So what's going on here? And he was honest about what he was feeling. I think it was really special versus what you just like proposed, like in a different show would have been like, we need to go and this is what <laughs> we're trying to do. Like uh, trying to convince him to like fit himself into something that really just wasn't for him. But it doesn't mean that, you know, he he still has more to contribute. And, and I think you yeah. honor that, which does feel really real.
1: I'm gonna shout out, y'all been shout out Ted Lasso. I'm a shout out avid elementary that also explores a similar theme when it comes to, you know, in the teaching world, that is a thing that happens so often and they have an episode that tackles that issue. I'm a shout out that it's more raw here Mm. than there, but I I just want to shout that out. Uh, speaking of i like i like abbott
0: elementary i don't like pinning them against each other i'm, sorry, I'm, I, I'm not pinning them so. against and and <laughs> io is in
1: both of them too oh yeah that's uh, true yeah yeah i so do, I,
2: I, th- I think you're bringing that up something that both shows does is there's like multi-generational different experiences like all these folks coming into a space together and so they have this space to be able to explore storylines like that so i think that's pretty cool
1: yes yes Uh, you mentioned connection you know let's get into a character who has found such a deep connection with their craft Uh, let's talk about Marcus Uh, one I think Marcus mm, is it a stretch to say he might be my favorite character I don't know Uh,
2: only you can decide that
1: I don't know I just loved his journey from season one uh, and especially in season two as well just I don't know just uh he was the first person I think to listen to Carmi uh, to really hear what he was saying, you know and then just become so obsessed with like these donuts in season one and you know taking the doing his own homework reading all these books and then he crafts this donut <laughs> that gets thrown the floor in season one and you're like damn all his hard work and he was like the only one who truly was trying at the time to adjust and you know evolve and his work gets thrown to the floor and he doesn't even get to see the expression on his face he eats that donut off the floor <laughs> carmy eats that donut <laughs> and it's great he's like fuck <laughs> like what a great moment and then fast forward to season two they're like this guy this guy's going places let's let's send him somewhere you know um and we get this episode honeydew uh where he pairs with uh this guy who's just now all over the place uh will Will poulter will Uh, poulter
2: Funny he's enough, like uh, a heartthrob. I mean, you guys he, is, like, uh,
1: he is becoming a heartthrob, yes. God,
2: man. Uh, he's the internet's new boyfriend. He's the internet's new
0: boyfriend. I don't know if you guys saw the clip where he kind of like shouted out, um, I guess, like, uh, African or... Oh, uh, the...
2: Yeah, the, the star yeah. rating and how they're yeah. consideration. Yeah, that was really... Yeah, that was cool. Yeah,
0: like, just like in an interview, if you're unfamiliar, uh, Chef Master. Um... You know, we kind of just like in this interview, probably talking about like his experience on the bear and somehow it got to the point where he was just shouting out like, I guess, like black chefs um, not having like enough Michelin stars, you know, or there not being like many across the world. Um, You know, I think it was either like zero to two or something, Um, you know, restaurants with like a black chef in the kitchen, um, you know, having Michelin star. And I was just like, man, this guy's saying all the right things. Like he's gonna take <laughs> all the women from everybody. <laughs> We're all gonna be single <laughs> this summer because uh, Wolf Poulter is here, and he obviously looks great in this show. And and then he has had quite the like, glow up, I will say. I think I noticed him in uh, what was it? It was the show about um with Michael Keaton, and um I guess maybe you guys didn't see this one. It was um. Um, I'm totally forgetting the name, but it was about, um, I guess like Oxycontin and like the, like, oh, you know, that, oh, that, on Hulu, the short, right?
2: The short series, the limited yeah, series.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. but anyways, he like appears in that and he's dope like, sick. dope sick. And he's a, um, you know, I guess, uh, one of the big, uh, company, one of the big pharma people's, people who go to the doctors and tries to sell it to them, you know, so I was like, yeah, you could give them these doses, like, it'll be fine, and I was like, that's the guy from, what is it, are we there yet, or
1: um, We're, the, we're Millers. the Millers, Jesus. <laughs> are we there yet Wait with Ice second. Cube?
0: There was a lot of shows, there was a lot of movies during that stretch that had the same kind of vibe. It was what,
2: like, the road trip? Like, road play the, Millers. the road trip comedies.
0: Yeah, and then there was uh, a Johnson Vacation.
1: Were the there Millers and of- are we there yet? At least has a ten-year gap between them.
2: I don't know. I felt but for ten years there were a lot of road trip comedy <laughs> there was movies. A lot
0: of those movies, family road trip movies, and I understand they're not a family, right? That's their yeah. Thing. They're not yes, a family. They're
1: posing. But yes. Either way,
0: that one was like you know was veering when all those ones had already established it. Uh, that is not a bad mistake. I stand by it.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Anyways, Will Poulter.
1: Yes, uh, he he did. Um, I don't think I don't I don't want to say he begged to be on the show, uh, but he wanted he to be campaigned. on the show. He campaigned. Mm-hmm. There you go. Much better word. Thank you, Chef. Yeah, uh, so he fair campaigned fair. to be on the show. And again, this episode, because uh, in so we are talking about like in any other show, in any other show, his character would have been a dick to Marcus, you know. Uh, he would have been yeah. a hard ass he would have been tough on him uh, and then there would be a moment where they finally connect and see eye to eye uh, and I like what the bear chose to do because watching this episode I was like is he going to be an asshole um, is he is he being an asshole right now or he's like try it again mate uh, you know and that wasn't the case uh, it, yeah it's just a guy who recognizes uh, the humility in terms of craft and, you know, when he said, like, I met someone who was better than me and then now I'm striving to always be better because there's always going to be someone better than you and whatnot. He thought he was the best.
0: He thought he, he thought was, he was like, the best. thought he was the best. And then he, like, worked at a restaurant and he found out he wasn't even close. You know what I mean? And uh, that little analog, that little um, anecdote, um, I don't know, that was just, like, that felt also just like really good to me um and to your point you know he's like I was I was going through the same thing I was like oh man he's gonna be an asshole and you know he's not an asshole but Marcus still has to earn that friendship he still has to earn that that, like kind of the relationship which seems to be like a running theme of this podcast um is that kind of like earnedness like I think that like carries throughout this season like he's not like super nice to him as soon as he arrives but he's you know he's not like hazing him either you know but it was like Mm -hmm. over time they slowly like bring different things up they talk more throughout the episode and by the end you're like wow they're like best friends they're bfs they like he has to come visit him like you know and like work with him while he's in uh in america or something like that so um yeah that was really nice really nice performance
2: yeah honeydew and then forks which we'll i imagine we'll talk about uh were my favorite episodes of the season and i appreciate marcus so much because i think when i watch a lot I, i see a lot of movies i watch a lot of television and i always appreciate when there are characters that are a little more at ease a little quieter um I think marcus there there's a care towards his craft and he always wants to improve but he's also just like really kind
0: yes he's a teddy bear, <laughs>
2: like he's a he's teddy really bear. kind <laughs> and i i i too agree that i was so glad that the interaction i think luca is the name of the character luca and, yes yeah. good name um that it was very much like he he could see that there was talent and capability and he wants to cultivate that not kind of smash it down uh, with with the hazing because I I don't think anything like you cannot build love and success out of hating something or or putting it down or creating negativity out of it you want to cultivate it with with care with thoughtfulness with challenge like you you want people to continue to grow but and I I saw that dynamic between Marcus and Luca where okay like try it again and, and keep pushing him, but but also doing so out of a, a place uh, of just like mutual understanding. And I think that anecdote that, that he then told during their interaction gave you a glimpse of, of maybe why he, he treats Marcus in that way of like, yeah, we're, all of us are really just kind of on our own journey. You have to make meaning out of that journey. You can't just compare mm-hmm. it to another person's and think that you'll be, at the same pace, or at, with the same skill, or with the same resources, because that's not realistic. Uh, so, what can you focus on, and what can you control is is what's happening for yourself, and what you're able to to contribute and create. And, and that then leads to, of course, Marcus making his own little dessert. But what a really wonderful episode! I think mm-hmm. just being able to step out of the restaurant, we still have the FaceTime moment, so that you you get a glimpse on to what was happening in Chicago. But just getting to take a a character, particularly a Black man, and say, let's get you to travel. Let's put you in uh, a learning situation. Even, you know, I'm thinking of the fact, like, I I just got my passport this year. Like, I've literally never traveled anywhere outside of the country. And how meaningful it would have been for me at the start of my own journey in my own career if I were afforded opportunities to, to connect in that way with other professionals not necessarily even just here in the country but just like in the world and and I felt that from Marcus that, that like he you know he was taking all these pictures and walking around Copenhagen and and really taking in this opportunity to to not only learn a new skill and, and hone his craft but see the world and yeah so it's a really really special episode.
1: And, and I think, too, you know, they ground him or they anchor him back to Chicago, too, with uh, with his mom mm-hmm. and what's going on. And, you know, the opportunity, sometimes it's hard to take those leaps yes. when you've got things going on like that. And in the conversation with Sydney, you know, uh, he felt he wasn't he, he admitted, you know, saying like he didn't feel uh he was all in because he was worried about that, you know? Uh, and, you know, Sydney brought him back down and said, you know, she's okay. She's with, uh, I forget who, but it's like, you got to live your life. And, you know, you can't let these things that are outside of your control, you know, kind of dictate how you navigate this world. And I thought that was also a great moment. And then speaking of Sydney, you know, they have a budding, uh little thing, uh, I think, you know, culminates in the finale as well. Uh, Marcus and Sydney. Uh, which I saw inklings of it in season one as well. Uh uh It's an interesting it's an interesting thing. Uh I think when we talk more about Sydney, that'll you know, we'll get into her headspace. Uh but yeah, Marcus, uh I don't know. Yeah, I I I like Marcus as a and Lionel Boyce, the actor. I you know uh, you know, you know who he's part of odd future with uh, Tyler the Creator? I
0: did not know that. No, not at all.
1: So, I think his only acting credits are, like, the Loiter Squad, which is Tyler the Creator's, like, really dumb sketch show where mm-hmm. they just do really dumb hijinks. Uh, so, I don't know how he got picked for the bear, but he's killing it. Uh, yeah, I think he's...
0: I mean, really, all of, all of them, like, have really bright futures ahead of them. So, but... He in particular, I think we're gonna see like a lot
1: more of. Yes, yes, right. yes. I cannot see O'Shea Jackson Jr. in this role. Um, Ice Cube, why scene. are you taking random shots? at O'Shea?
2: Yes, why are you catching straight? Sorry, yeah, I don't sorry, Nobody brought them up.
1: that's all right. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I think, oh. Uh, we can hold off on Natalie because I think we're going to talk about the the fish episode as a mm-hmm. whole, Um and we'll come back. We'll circle back to Natalie. Uh, sure. Should we should we talk about Sydney now? Is it Sydney's time or our, yeah. or Fac? You want to talk about Fac? You know, not that
0: I have a ton to say about Fac. Great character. Love. Did him. you
2: know that the the actor he's a, a chef in real life.
1: I did not know yeah, he was like, a chef, I, but I saw he was a producer, and I was all I was like I'm, I was like questioning you know, kind of like him. Uh, so no, I did not know that. No, I did not.
2: Yes, and he's like one of the, you know one of the characters who they don't want near. Like, please don't. He near <laughs> uh-huh. the oven to fix the oven, but don't actually cook anything. So I thought that's great. I think yeah. what what was great his, his real name is what Neil, which. Did we knew that did we know that in the first season or did yeah I we knew his,
1: we knew his name was neil Okay. Um, neil Fack.
2: Oops. yeah um i did like being and we'll talk about the vicious episode but getting to see more about kind of the connection with the family and mm. his, even his own family um and and so it was nice i, I don't think they, they spent too much time in comparison to some of the other side characters uh building out his uh you know his storyline but it was nice to get like glimpses of like oh like there there is this really deep connection and here's some of the reasons why and um that he he does have something to contribute and i think he, he was doing his best um to to help with the renovations and um but yeah i don't know if there, there's too much there
0: yeah i guess he has the big win um because he figures out the gas yes um which is really great and then he looks amazing in a suit Um, he does in in the finale so i think uh just like seeing him kind of like standing amongst the bosses when they're having like their pre um family and friends meeting um you know that was like that was like nice to see that like you know he is he is a part of the family you know what i mean and he's like a valuable member of this ecosystem and um you know yeah i don't know like if like the overall story arc of his of this season was like as clean as some of the other ones but a valuable member of the cast um wouldn't be the same without him
1: oh uh, yeah, no no absolutely and i think um so maddie Matheson is his name uh i think he actually contributes a lot behind the uh behind the scenes um i i pulled up his bio and i did have i did read this earlier uh when i was watching season two and i forgot uh, he, too, has a history of, like, substance abuse and whatnot and has been sober since mm. uh, 2013. And I think he contributes. Uh, uh, there's a lot of themes as far as, you know, like, uh, Michael had a, Mikey had a problem uh, with drug abuse and whatnot. I think he adds some, you know, he lets them know. And as you said, he's a chef, too. So he lets gives insight to the kitchen. I think uh, he's giving insight into some of these personal problems that characters are having, so uh, we he, we need him here as a character and behind the scenes, I think. He's doing a lot for the show, Matty Matheson. Math- uh, so, shout out to him. Shout out to him. I think, you know, rounding out uh, kind of the crew of the Bear, there's Sweeps, who didn't get much to do this season, but he's here. Uh, that's okay. Uh, do y'all even know who Sweeps is? Y'all don't even know who's Y'all know. Sweet He's Sweet.
0: the one who shows up and is the witness to uh, the apology. Yep. Yes. Apology.
1: Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Which is a
0: funny. Yeah, that was a funny inclusion.
1: I like that though. That <laughs> was funny. That was funny. Uh hope to see more of him, but I'm okay that he didn't have a big thing here. Uh, Cicero's in and out, and obviously we'll get to him too when we talk about fishes. Uh, should we talk about? Should we talk about Sydney before we get into? Let's get to the mains.
0: Yeah, let's get to
1: the mains. All right, let's sure. Let's talk Sydney. Uh, Did you know about Io before this show? She's been around. I did not know
0: about her, and now it feels like she's everywhere, and I'm happy. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I'm rooting for her. Yeah. You know what? I'll I'll let me let me start here. Let me start here. Um, All right. I have to confess, I didn't really connect with her performance in season one, Um, and you know, it's like and I've like done a lot of thinking about it. Cause like, uh, spoiler alert, I now completely done a 180. I was like, I was just wrong. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I wasn't connecting with it, I was just wrong. And, you know, for whatever reason, I was just like, I would like watch her in season one and I was just like, what is she doing? Like what is what is this performance? You know what I mean? It was and I was just like unable to kind of like wrap my mind around it. And you know what? um after doing like some reflecting and then going into the season and thinking about her performance in season two I kind of think it's like I think it's been like kind of like uh and I want to like word this carefully um and get make sure I'm like saying this right but like I think like I had like been conditioned to expect like only certain performance from like I think black women in particular um you know in the sense of like whether it's like you know unfortunately like either being like a bit louder or like more subservient and, and, you know, or like just like certain like uh, stereotypes and sort of things that have been like depicted in like pop culture and stuff like that, that when I saw her performance in season one, I was just like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, and I couldn't even think of like a good one-on-one comparison to kind of like pinpoint, like what she was doing. And after kind of like coming to that conclusion, like, oh, like, you know, like it is different. And that's like a great thing. I've like completely as I said done a 180 where I'm just like she's she's like carving out her own lane you know what I mean like this this kind of character who's a bit awkward a bit odd uh but very ambitious and like you know like wants great things and uh but it's like confident at the same time and just like it's like has all these layers and now I like watch him just like you know i'm like it's like a, a fantastic performance i want aoe to be ready to call me, be like if she's ever in new york and wants to like just hang out with the cool kid me being um so yeah no Would I, have think, I, think, I, I think she's i think she's like i think one her performance now as i said 180 on performance i think she's great and i think in particular this season i think she does like and we're going to get to Carmi, but I think she really does a fantastic job of just carrying the weight of everything at all times. You know what I mean? Like we'll get to why it feels like she's shouldering it more than Carmi is in this season. Um, but I think that's like a tough thing and like all her interactions and all her kind of like, um, actions that she's like kind of taking throughout this season, whether it's like, Bouncing around the restaurant, seeing them close, speaking to her father. You know, we spoke about Marcus, like, and that's where I think the awkwardness comes in. I'm just like, come on, like, Mark, come on. And like, it's just like, I don't even know, what do you, what do you guys think is happening there? You think she's just like blind to Marcus's advances, like, or she's just like not interested. It's like, you know, it was like, it felt like she was kind of surprised when Marcus kind of like. Not even she's, not even asked her out kind of like tiptoed close to potentially asking her out you know what i mean like she just kind of like froze up and like kind of short-circuited which i think once again is great um i, I think
1: it. i think she's very this she's tunnel vision uh mm-hmm. she she comes i think you know again comparing to season one season one she comes in here she knows about Carmi, she knows about his rep she's like man i gotta work for this guy you know, this guy's going places, you know, I want to go places. And as you said, she carved her own lane. She inserts herself. However, I don't think she thought she would be inserting herself into the beef, which was a hellhole in season one. You know, it was she wants to learn from Carmi. And now she's got to learn from all these other aspects of what a kitchen life could be, whether it's coming into an already established environment, uh, you know, dealing with people. Who've been doing this for years before her but may not have her know-how and i think and you watch her adjust to these things like she's trying to pick up things from carmy but she really can't because he's over here having a shouted match with richie uh she's over here trying to you know low-key mentor tina and whatnot but also like learn from tina at the same time and you know when it comes to marcus She's she's just driven she's just driven she's I, I got no time for this you know any kind of subtle advances it better be like uh it can't be subtle because i'm gonna tune it out you know uh any the, the idea of flirtation is so off radar right now that you know it it will come as a surprise because viewers watching them you like i i think I saw it coming the eventual asking out and whatnot. But then her, she's like, oh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. Hello, you're She face-
0: short-circuits. You know what I mean? It's not like she cuts off the advance. And she's like, oh, sorry, I have to, like, focus on my... work." It's just, like, she's like, where in the world did this come from? And, right, I'm like, hello. Which is funny just, and humorous, but, yeah. You
1: just FaceTime him in a different time zone. I don't do that with anybody. Yeah. You know? And you like, just, they're so cute. You
0: know what I mean? Like, yeah.
1: Right, absolutely. So... Uh, you know, come season two, you know, yeah, we'll we'll get into why she's carrying it more than Carmi. But like, she's like, this is it. We're starting a restaurant, you know. Uh, I no longer have to accidentally serve my coke braised beef brisket or whatever to a reviewer to get some some cred here, you know. Uh this is it. This is my time. This is my time. So I gotta do everything I can to prove that everything I've done up until this point was worth it. So I get that, and I see that as her and the character. And again, we'll come back to the finale, but um, I'm with it. I'm with her. I'm with her. I see it. Um, Now, I am still rooting for her and Marcus, but uh, I get it. I get the drive. I get the drive.
2: Yeah, I will say, uh, Chef Cooper TV, I appreciate your reflection on kind of some of the reasons why maybe you didn't feel as connected to your performance initially and i think that's something that i i clocked and really appreciate it uh being an awkward and hyper-focused driven black girl myself um that's literally why i got a phd (laughs) is (laughs) like there is this like you do have these these blinders up where you're so focused on what you're trying to achieve that you don't always consider the things that happen outside of that whether it is relationships with other people platonically romantically whatever it may be and because you're really just wanting this thing to work out that you work so hard for and i really appreciate that she there is this element of like she certainly cares about other people um but sometimes doesn't know how to express that and even, like, the moment that we talked about in in episode one of, like, her telling Tina, like, hey, I want you to be my sous chef. Like, even she was awkward at that moment of, like, Tina yeah. was so emotional and so, like, grateful. And she's like, okay, we're hugging, you know? <laughs> this is what we're doing now. <laughs> and I, I just appreciate, because I think there's context to that. We see the relationship with her and her father where her father wants something different for her. That we know that she lost her mother early on. And so we, you know, we have some context to why certain interactions may be a little different for her in comparison to others. And um, and I, I just really appreciate being able to see a character like that feel kind of representative of, like, some of what my experiences have been like, some of my colleagues, of, like, you, you, you have a goal, you have a dream, and you really want to realize that. And the journey to get towards there is not as easy as you hope that it will be. And so, so much of Sidney's um, arc, at least in season two, is like having to try to be a partner with Carmi in this endeavor. And Carmi is struggling with like, how, how does he balance his own life? And so of course yeah. that then leads into, because he doesn't know how to balance his life, there is a lot that falls into Sydney to take responsibility over. Uh, I think, you know, episode three was really her episode where they were supposed to go together to to go in to different restaurants or around the city of Chicago and, and figure out like what is in the air, you know, what are people eating, what are people creating, and he backed out, um, we'll talk about some of the reasons why. Uh, as far as his really his budding relationship with Claire and, and what some of that connection looks like, and so the news just on her own, and so she's going to all these places eating all this food, which I thought was really well crafted, by the way. Um, I loved being able to see all the food, and I loved the interplays of like her trying to come up with her own dish. So we see this like pasta falling, and so I thought mm-hmm. it was really creative. Um, and in addition to that, she has a lot of questions about herself and her her partnership with Carmi of like you know people different restaurant tours i don't know if i'm saying that um and chefs saying like hey like what's the percentage what's the breakdown did we sign Mm -hmm. papers what's official and she's like oh fuck uh Mm
0: -hmm. yeah the wait to be determined
2: yeah yeah Yeah. because i think so much of her is not only like do i want to realize my dream i thought i had in the past i failed i don't want to do this again uh and it not work out and so i think there's a lot writing i think at least for my own personal journey, I've had to like, yes, I, I'm trying to be successful. And, and, but also that is not the only thing that I am. And I think that feels like maybe what Sid's journey will be at some point along the show is like, yes, you can be this really successful chef and, and really cultivate wonderful food that people will love. Um, but you're not only a chef. And I think that's kind of then relates to, to Carmi's own journey of like, he's trying to figure that out is because that's also all he's known. Um, is, is being the chef, is working in these high intense environments and not cultivating a life outside of that. Um, and so it's fascinating the different ways that they're kind of uh, dealing with that life balance and responsibilities and trying to be a person, but also trying to be a business owner and trying to be, you know, executive chef, et cetera. Uh, so I, I just really appreciated getting to see uh, Sid, Sid as a character in both seasons, but particularly Kind of where where she's struggling for this season
0: yeah i think on like a scene by scene basis like it just like felt every moment like as i keep saying you could just like feel like kind of like the apprehension a bit of the fear kind of like the weight of like kind of like this restaurant success on her shoulders kind of like as as we were you know we keep alluding to like carmy's role in this and it's hard to speak towards like um like Sid's character and her arc in the season without speaking towards Carmi. Um, you know, it's like, you know, just like more and more kind of just continues to fall on her. And I, you know, I kind of think like, as I keep saying, it's like complete one eighty, I kind of think it might be like the best performance of the season. Like I think like if I was like, I don't know if betting's the right word or like the right framework, but I think this might be the most deserving performance of like maybe the Emmy win- award win. Um, because I really think she's doing something really special in this season, um, in particular, like just like on a like every moment, I feel like just like her facial expressions, like the way she's interacting with everybody when she's short circuiting with Marcus, it's like her interactions with her father, bringing up her mother. Like, um, there's, um, there's like just so much happening, like, kind of it feels like running through her mind at all times um and yeah i think just like a really special performance and like a really special actress that i'm excited to continue seeing, uh to grow um and like kind of yeah take off from here
1: yeah uh i would advise y'all if y'all have not there was a hollywood reporter table done with io um cheryl lee ralph uh L Fanning, uh Dakota Johnson, not Dakota uh no, sorry. God dang Dakota it. Uh, no, Natasha Leon, no, L Fanning, L Fanning. Uh <laughs> Jenna Ortega and oh god, I'm doing my girl dirty. My girl from uh Reservation Dogs. Oh, nice. Um, no, it was, actresses. Yeah, essentially, essentially. Cool. Um yeah, uh Devry Jacobs, you should listen to that. Uh I was on there some great insight kind of I'm, I'm I'm I'll I will I am in tuned for her career now uh, I, I will be watching very closely I'm invested yes I'm invested
0: if I was uh you know if you could put like stock into actors um an actress that
1: I would put a lot into her oh yeah I mean she, she's a writer too um mm-hmm. I don't think she's yeah a, she's an
0: executive producer yeah
1: yeah she's an executive producer um, Producer?
0: maybe not executive
1: I don't no know. no no she's, she's, like, a, yeah, she's I- a co-executive producer Nice. Um, yeah. I believe uh they're bringing her onto the writing team for season 3. Uh don't quote me. Uh at least I think I picked that up in the interview. Uh Uh so uh yeah, yeah, no no she as much as Sydney is invested in the show, uh I mean within the show, I was invested in the show. Uh mm-hmm. you know. So uh yeah, 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 no no no, excited to see uh, more from from sydney and uh, uh two uh, i'm a, i'm just gonna throw it back to season one real quick uh when she shows up at the restaurant and richie's like come on sydney get in here uh you know it's it's slowly becoming her family as well uh mm-hmm. i also like her interactions um with natalie like when she made natalie the omelette Omelet. The omelet. Um, oh
0: yeah once again just nice that's yes. the thing, like just like as much as this show is like high intense and pressurized, it's like, I think to Chef Bricka's point early on, just like, it takes time to be like, let's have a, like, hey, let's like spend like three minutes like having like a nice kind of like moment that like just warms you a little. Like they pretty much give you an omelet Every, every episode, there's like a moment where they like hand you a really nice, that was a good-looking omelet, too. Like, a really
1: nice Oh, when she said she put potato chips in that omelet? Like, I, sour cream I and onion. Like I yeah. I,
2: I feel
1: like I need to try it. it I think I made an cooking. omelet the next day after watching that episode. Oh, uh, I get really into cooking when I watch cooking shows. Like, immediately after finishing this, I put on the latest season of Hell's Kitchen in the background uh, whenever I was cooking. Because then I then I get in, like, this cooking show frenzy. Uh, yeah, I
0: made a pub sub. Like I think, in the midst of
1: watching this, you show. did a homemade yeah. pup sub. Very a homemade pups sub.
2: So. Uh, i was jealous.
1: <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>. a <laughs> uh, homemade. Not, he made it in Florida New people. York. You can make it in What's normal. Well, yeah. you know, I don't have. To. You need to find the right ingredients. Well, you don't, don't have, have chicken tenders.
2: You know, you're just putting a lot of stock in, in my energy levels <laughs> yeah. and yeah. my willingness <laughs> to make the. I want someone else to make
1: it for me. Like. <laughs> oh, sure right. sure um all right before we get into Carmi and we could talk about our boy richie and i guess I, get, I guess at this point we could start kind of interweaving uh the fishes episode uh uh richie though richie um yvonne moss backwreck i hope i'm saying that right uh what who uh chef Hooper TV. Is this your favorite character? Is this your man? Man. Um. Is, yes. is it the Taylor Swift for you? Is it Taylor when, Swift?
0: Once again, one eighties. So when it one eighty, what? Well, well, no, I'm saying like when it came to Richie in season one. Can you not see the not, seeds early on? Well, it's not like well, I I got him, but like, so it wasn't like I was like bumping up against his performance. I got his performance. I found his character annoying you know what i mean i was just like which is kind of like what he's going for so that's where i'm like well i guess it's a good performance in that sense um but i was just like man he just seems to be like dragging the restaurant down like you know what i mean he's just like kind of like bumping up against sid who i like you know um who i kind of like was like she wants what's best and you're kind of like holding the restaurant back and all this stuff and i think those like kind of, like, feelings were, like, rooted in how I, like, perceived him. So even when he had, like, nice moments, I was always just like, eh. And then, in this season, and so, I mean, Jeff background, that episode is easily, probably one of my favorite episodes of television in a while. I mean, and we, we, we kind of, we've kind of been speaking towards arcs of the season, the arc of that episode in particular, where like Richie goes in and he's old Richie. He's still like kind of like bumping up against everybody. And he's just like, doesn't quite want to change. Doesn't want to change. You know what I mean? He wants to like kind of want to walk in and like be the coolest guy in the restaurant immediately. And they're like, they kind of like slowly, but surely not necessarily like break him down but kind of just open his eyes and like a new way of like kind of like acting and kind of like carrying yourself and like moving through the world and um just like the arc of that episode that does culminate and hit. well the thing is like that they play like the taylor swift song and i think i don't think it's that that episode but in an earlier episode he mentions like he's he's, been
1: Trying to get Taylor Swift tickets, sorry. He's right. trying to get
0: the Taylor Swift tickets, you know? Um, and so you know, oh, and he tells his daughter. I think he's on the phone and he's just like, oh, what does he say? He says something like... Um, Daddy
2: loves Taylor Swift, he just needed a break.
0: Which is just so funny. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, um, um, me and my uh, long lost brother, um, like we grew up, we were probably already like 10, 11, 12, when like... Our little sister was like kind of coming of age and like that kind of like youth like four or five age where you're just like only want to hear something on repeat all the time i think we listened to so much high school musical uh oh. even though we liked high school musical but it was just like whenever we were in the car like it had to be on so i just like
1: I understand, like similar to my upbringing with my long lost brother but i i don't recall playing high school musical on repeat that doesn't sound right so the, our, oh, for, little,
0: our little sister, was it, it was either high school. Oh, or oh, for or
1: her, maybe. Her. Okay. Yeah. I don't okay. know what Got little it.
0: sister you're referring to. No, I thought I, you were saying us. No, she wanted to listen to it all the time. Non-stop. Oh, okay.
1: That's fair. That's fair. And all that right. kind
0: of like, and I could just see like Richie having to deal with a young daughter. Yes, just, like, correct. Correct. Before.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Um. Anyways, you know, just like that moment. <laughs> Where they kind of like have already played the scenes about taylor swift and then you can hear the song starting to build and you're like and i'm prepared for like us to hear taylor sw- sing and kind of like it kind of culminated in like this richie's kind of like epiphany about like how he wants to be different now he wants to change and they just doubled down with him like jamming to it singing the words like as he's like flying through the streets of chicago put the biggest smile on my face, you know, because it's just like and once again the the way he like the way the show earns this moment and the way he kind of earns this moment for himself where he really does step up at the restaurant and he really like learns to kind of be a great cog in their system um, and becomes and has his eyes open and learns to change his ways uh, just like, culminating in that moment with like him singing and blaring the Taylor Swift song just like just so good and you know i am a fan of taylor swift um and so maybe that like played a role but it was like more of everything happened around it that really made that moment sink for me and him
2: singing yeah i would agree with your sentiment in terms of like favorite episodes of tv this year and um you know there's been a lot of talk around succession and what it accomplished this this past season and yeah i think This was just so special, I think, the the entire arc, and similar to, like, I I liked Richie, like, there was, uh, I found him amusing in in terms of what his role was in the show as part of the restaurant, his relationship with others, the kind of tumultuous relationship with him and Sid, and, you know, getting some of the context around, you know, having this daughter and really wanting things to work out uh, with with his ex-wife, and we get some additional context to that in the fishes episode, which I appreciated that they kind of happened back to back because we got a little bit of Richie's context around like what his relationship with Mike was, um, you know, the looking at his relationship with his ex as they were about to have a child because she was pregnant at the time and, and his desire even then, and that was a couple years prior to of course the fourth episode of like, I want to make something of myself. I want to contribute something. I I want my life to mean something and the work I do to mean something. And it feels like I'm kind of just like floundering while trying to support my best friend who's clearly struggling. And so he still has that same attitude at the very beginning of forks of like basically, you know, his perspective is, is Carmi is sending me off for a week because he just wants to get, mm. you know, get me out of the restaurant. And he did say that in a phone call to Carmi yeah. that like you just want to get rid of me. And I imagine that's probably yes, that there is some <laughs> element of like Richie, we just need to to get you out of the space so we can get some stuff accomplished. But also I genuinely believe as we see throughout the the second season that Carmi just wants him to grow, evolve, and see why we're doing what we're doing unfortunately Carmi does not take that same sentiment for himself um there is a, a lots of self-sabotaging that occurs for him mm. but he does want the best for everybody else uh and for them to to be able to realize whatever it is that they're they're trying to accomplish in their life and so we see that with richie uh it's kind of a joke to him at the start of like why am i shining all these forks but over time and over that week um uh, he gets to see why people care about Food, food service, as an art form, as a craft. That it isn't not necessarily just about the food. It's about giving people a good experience. I think where the light kind of flipped for him was um, that conversation around like preparing for the night um, and saying like we need to these these dishes need to be served. And you know, there a smudge. The smudge is not okay. You know, we have people coming in who've been on wait lists for years and shout out even not that, that couple who one was like a teacher and they were so excited about coming to, to this restaurant. They're like, you know, free of charge. We're they're, they're covering their check. We want to give them the, the best experience possible because it's true. Some folks will, will go kind of throughout their life really wanting to experience something and, and it may be possible, may not be. And in this case, they really can give people um, a once in a lifetime opportunity. And so they want to make the best out of that and they really care about that. And I think that's something that spoke to Richie is like, oh, we are here to just bring some kind of joy to to folks and I can play a part of that. I think him, like, I was like cheering so hard when he was running for the pizza. Like just this idea of really checking in on folks and like, okay, we heard somebody is in Chicago, is about to leave, has never had to eat dish pizza. And so immediately kind of attending to that and he could see that there is more than just um, kind of uh things feeling too fancy or things feeling really complacent. Like there, there's a middle ground here where we can really, really serve people and really work together and, and make something out of what we're doing. And, and I think that's what spoke to him. I and then Olivia Coleman's uh, oh. introduction here. Um, She keeps popping up, and I love it. She keeps popping up.
0: She's everywhere. (laughs) As
2: the 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 executive chef, and even them having a conversation of like, particularly around the mushrooms of like, you know, why you why are you doing all of this? She was peeling the mushrooms. She's like, I ultimately the message was like, I want people to feel like we care. that we they can tell that we put effort into creating this for them uh, because they deserve that, and it's something as simple as peeling a, a mushroom. And so I think that that also spoke to him that they're, yeah, that he he has a part to play, that, you know, it's not always just about the food; it's about the people too. Um,
1: and, and piggybacking off of you know, Olivia Coleman, chef Terry. She shared her personal journey about uh, how she almost gave up and she mm-hmm. fell into a depression. Yep. And then you know. Uh, an opportunity presented itself. Uh, I think she found the lease for the restaurant uh, and then, you know, poured her savings into it and whatnot. And then to show uh, Richie that it's never too late. Uh, it's mm-hmm. never too late to restart. It's never too late to bounce back. Uh, and I feel that was so integral for his personal growth because you know, in season one, very he was the rock that was uh, resisting the change that you know the beef was going through. Uh, you know, you know this is this is Michael's restaurant. Uh, he was gonna hold on to it as much as he could. Carmi was coming in, changing everything, and you know what he felt was disrespectful to his brother and whatnot. Mind you, this is actually what Mikey wanted was to mm-hmm. Carmy to come in and you know do his thing because he has faith in him. And, you know, that faith then turns into Carmi having faith in Richie because, you know, his brother loved this man. Let me give him a chance, you know. I'm sure yes, he did want to get him out the restaurant. Uh, But I love the interaction with Terry where, you know, she said Carmi believes in you, you know. Ooh. Uh And in the fact too and I love this episode. Yeah, I think it might be one of the greatest TV episodes ever. When you see Carmi's face on the wall and that you know carmy worked here or to uh you know uh was under tutelage by chef terry him and luca both taught or uh went here or worked here and it's like if carmy sends you here that means he cares you know he's not trying to get you out the restaurant and Oh my gosh. And then again, a part of the, again, I've been saying this, the, the bear feels real. Never once did. I think this is a new Richie. This is just an improved Richie, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. he he's not doing anything different. He's, he is a people's person. That's why he worked the front. Uh, hmm. he didn't work in the kitchen. You know, he worked the register. Uh, he knows the neighborhood. He knows the community. He's a people person. Uh, and they he said, didn't Let's... learn.
0: Yeah, he didn't learn how to make a great soufflé overnight. You know what I mean? Like this was always in him. And to, to, to Chef Rika's point, um, you know, like you like the episode before. Um, is it called Fishes? Um, Fishes, yes. Um, you know, like you kind of see that ambition. You know, that kind of like his desire to want more. You know, it's like it just seemed like it was beaten out of him at some point. Um, and this isn't. You know, this episode uh forks isn't like him discovering that like he's wants to be an ambitious person it's like oh he he remembers it's like he he refines that within himself so it just like Mm -hmm. comes out again and so um chef grandmaster i don't know if you have much more to say but i was just gonna add quickly that i you know i love this episode it's fantastic i but at the same time i don't think this is what made richie my favorite character by the end of the season It's how this episode plays out the rest of the season, and like how it impacts, like where he's just like, where he's. I wear suits now. (laughs) He says that line like five times.
1: I saw a tweet of somebody uh, saying that. Oh uh, really? I was like, I was like, oh, ah, he must have watched episode seven of The Bear.
0: Yeah, I don't know who tweeted that, but it sounds like a good tweet. Um, and um, I, I I
1: liked it. I think.
0: I think. Um, I just like, just like that. And then how it culminates in the season finale. In the finale. And yes. Really oh, ways. yes. In multiple ways. I'll I'll save one of them um, for our big carmy session, which we've been building up to this entire pod. Um, but you know, just like in terms of the way that like he steps up and he becomes like the person he was like kind of like learning to be in this episode and the way that, that plays out. And he kind of like steps up for Sid, who kind of like has to take a moment to like kind of breathe in that episode um was just so cool and like the what the choices he made with like Sid's dad not drinking and him bringing out like the uh the soda pop kind of thing um yeah you know like that's that's like that's earned from what they did in this episode you know mm-hmm. and so um just great stuff
1: yeah I no that, that that was it uh yeah I didn't have much more yeah like you said everything the culmination is not the end of this episode the culmination Mm. happens much later which i think is great storytelling uh we see this all the time in storytelling where like the character has the moment where it's okay it's your time to shine are they gonna do it are they gonna fail yeah so we'll get there um but yes richie yeah probably the best growth from in the entirety of the series uh Oh God, and it's interesting how the finale ends. We'll see how that trinkles yeah. into season three. Uh, right, right. Um, okay. Um uh, Carmi, Carmi. And here we can now get into fishes and get into the finale since Carmi's our last person. And And that Car- and that, sorry, and that. And Claire. And uh, Phil, yes, of course, Claire. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, where to begin?
0: Um, Do you want to start us off with a little Carmi?
1: Okay, what? Backstory on Carmi. Youngest of the Berzato trio. uh, Probably the most uh, in his head about everything of the Berzatos. Oh, yeah, Uh, he's just
0: kind of broken, to be honest.
1: Right. um, And I say
0: that um, with love, (laughs) you know? Sure. He's just like... uh, you know, he's he's like uh, he's a real person. He's like a human, uh, but you know, he's like something along the lines of like whether it's like the trauma, his family, his childhood, his you know losing his brother so recently. It's just like he's been through a lot, and like you know, kind of interacts
1: with people. Kind of, he's an awkward oddly. duck. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but like he's it, a, like a if if pushed too hard, then he's like a mean. Awkward duck.
2: Like, what are the mean ones? The geese Are geese, the mean ones? Geese
1: can be mean, Ooh, or swans can yeah. be mean too. Swans, yeah. Yeah. So maybe not a duck. Yeah. Um, I like geese. I sure. Goose vibes. He's a goose. Um. So what? He's he's the culinary legend, uh. Right. He was, he was in Copenhagen, uh, you know, for a time, uh, where he yeah. was studying, and you know he. He's he's not trying to be with the family issues. He's not trying he's trying to separate himself from all that. I guess he doesn't feel necessarily the love from his family. He just feels this like uh, perpetual angst and uh I don't know, they, they just drive his anxiety up the roof. Uh he wants to be away from it all, do his thing in the culinary world. Uh so comes back that Christmas. Here we are, dishes. We learned plenty about Carmi. Uh it seems like he's been this way his whole life. Uh this Wait weird... before we get it uh you're you're about to get into fishes. I I, I guess I'm taking it back to fishes yeah. and then to season one and then to season True. two. Um, uh, okay, well
0: it... i was just gonna I'll just gonna add um, you know, this season, like this season in particular, um like early on I think episode one he has like a conversation I think with Richie about like kind of like what makes him happy you know like, yeah. like whether it's like uh, I don't know if it's about like hobbies or like you know like what brings him happiness and that question I think permeates like throughout like this season in particular about like what do you like outside of you know this world you yes, know what I mean yeah. um and uh, as you're saying about like the family well you know his relationship with
1: his family it's definitely not the family
0: yeah you know i think mean, that's to say um, well, i
2: think i feel like a lot of carmy's journey in it's even in season 1 too, is he, this culinary part is trying to assist him from getting away from the family part but the, the culinary thing was also anxiety provoking and with the death of his brother now he has to go back to the family part to like the human person part of him not just like being a kitchen machine and Mm. so as a result you know you you have kind of what his relationships look like trying to navigate putting together this restaurant in season one and two and now season two is the introduction of like can i have a life outside of this can i continue to cultivate like my relationship with my sister and uh with richie and with all the very staff members but also you know potentially love interest and is that possible for me and i think that's the big question is it is but i don't think he thinks it is and so as a result continues to to get into his own way and something that I, i frequently you know speak to the people i work with about is you know, when your, your brain has been in a one particular mode for so long and survival mode, whether within your family or within your workplace or a combination of both or whatever, when things start to shift and feel like they're working out around you, whether you get into a healthy relationship or in a good job, or it feels like it is fake, that there's this like, no, this is not going to work out because it hasn't before in the past. So where's, where's the where's the catch? And so folks are always looking for things to go wrong that ultimately becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that it, it, it does go wrong and not because um, you know anything is fundamentally wrong with them. It's just the, this expectation that it will. And so we, we see that kind of be realized in Carmi, but it, it's just this lack of like, you, you can't have it. You can have relationships outside of work and you can be a person that is not a chef and you can be a chef and, and those things can happen at the same time. And and um, I think we get context as to why it feels difficult for him out of out of fishes. So.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you mentioned love interest. So I think this is like a good time to- um, Just drop
1: the ball, Dr- drop it, go do well, it.
0: Well, this season brought in like, I think she was like the only new character to like the overall kind of like real to close- she, To the world. main-
1: to the yeah, main, main, cast. main
0: cast yeah yeah um or recurring cast um claire who and you know claire what, I, want
1: use,
0: I want to use this moment to speak about like the entire kind of like casting of the show i think the show is so well casted it um, absolutely is everybody just like fits so well within each other um they like interact with each other so well like which i think is like you know a hard thing to kind of like capture when you're just choosing people um but claire in particular, one, she, like, ha- looks like a classic kind of...
1: Girl uh, next door. Girl
0: next door. Yep, Exact. So the words right out of my mouth, like, kind of, like, a girl you could ca- kind of see, like, oh, she's, like, and she's, like, on the medical track or whatever, and, like, so she's still kind of, like, potentially still in the area, you know? And, um, um, and like, their first interaction in, I think, the grocery store... It was just like, chemistry, electricity, as soon as they started talking to each other. I think like the dialogue between the two and kind of just like, just like the way they kind of looked at each other, I was just like, I'm so on board and I just met them. It just like, kind of like, like obviously it's not a quote unquote meet cute because they've known each other for a while, but I think they established their connection, there being history um right off the bat and kind of just like made me care for their dynamic uh very quickly in a short amount of time which i thought was like super impressive they didn't have season one to kind of like plant the seeds there It was just like from the get-go like here's this new character and Army's kind of like finding like maybe something he does care about um and the rest of the season kind of explores what does that mean how does Carmi react with that like how does he deal with that um and you know once again we'll get to the culminating moments but uh i just really liked what they did with Carmi's arc this season and especially like with claire
2: yeah um so molly Gordon is the the actress and she's popped up in a couple things and each time she's popped up i i'm like yeah yeah, like she, um, I don't know if it's her agent or a combination of her and her agent uh, working together, but she's done some really good roles where when I think of like, if you give me a description of like what this character is embodying, she she really feels that. Um, and, and so she's been enjoyable to watch. So she's been in things like, uh, I know she has a film that she directed that's coming out soon, but.
1: Um, oh yeah, Theater Camp. I did not know she was. Directing that, oh, and she wrote it.
2: Yeah. That's a, oh,
0: she wrote it. That, she yeah, that wrote it trailer, too? I've only seen the trailer. It looks great. I'm in it very uh, interested. In but
2: she was in Shiva Baby, which I believe is still on HBO Max. Highly recommend. Uh, short watch, also kind of anxiety-provoking. She was um, <laughs> really the love interest uh, in that film. Uh, she's a book smart. Who's so she, she a book to- smart? She is AAA, Annabelle. The sort of like... Um, who the main characters perceive as a rival, but she's really not.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah.
2: And and so she's popped up. I think she's done some some TV work as well. But each time that I see her, I'm like, yeah, this is exactly who I kind of envision. And she does such a really wonderful job. And I felt the same way here too, as far as um, like this person who has history with Carmi, um, who has her own like things that she's trying to accomplish, but there is a lot of care for for Carmy, and not just like as a person that she's interested in romantically but I think genuinely as a person that I think the, the vicious episode comes out of We Learn in the next episode of like uh, or in a future episode I should say I can't remember if it was 7 or 8 where I think it was 8 actually Carmi makes a comment to Sydney of like me and Claire were talking and I was reflecting back on this time that a uh. dinner and my mm-hmm. mother yep. kind of ran, you know, ran the car through the living room. Um, yep. And so it was from him being able to have like vulnerable conversations with her. And, it, and I think it, it's a testament to kind of who she is as a person that um, that she wants to have those conversations, that she cares about kind of his well-being and, and his own success and his own, um, his personal journey and what he's wanting to accomplish. And so, yeah, I... I enjoyed the 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 introduction of like what i think Carmi perceives as a challenge and not in a way of like oh will i get the girl more so of like how do i hold this relationship that i value with this restaurant this this uh career that i'm really trying to build and i don't think i can do both
0: i love that i love exactly what you just said the like the conflict isn't will he or will they or won't they you know what i mean he has like, the
1: girl the girl yeah it's kind of the-
0: yeah, they, like, blow past that. And it's, like, how does he deal with having her? And, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he ends up failing. But, um, yeah, it's just, like, I think that also kind of ties into how I was impressed by their dynamic and, like, how it was portrayed. Because, you know, it's, like, once again, like, a lesser show would have been, like, oh, yeah, like, will they get together or won't they get together? Instead, it was, like, wanted to explore something very different and, like, mm-hmm. you know, what comes out of that.
1: Yeah, uh, so as I told y'all, I I watched fishes. That was the last episode of the. uh, (laughs) I don't know. I fell asleep, I guess, through fishes, and Hulu. Hulu does this. No, no. Like I I fell asleep, and I I, maybe I fell asleep through a couple of episodes, um, and then Hulu does this thing where like uh, it'll stop playing, like in the credits. uh, So I, I finished. The episode before Fishes, you know, credits start rolling. And then Hulu does this thing where it'll pick up right where you left off. So that means it left off at the credits of Fishes. So I was like, oh, this is one long credit sequence. Um, Uh So so then I got to Forks. And then I was like, wait a minute. I thought I woke up in the middle of the night to John Mulaney. Where's the John Mulaney episode? (laughs) Uh, Did I miss that? So then. Upon the finale, I was like, damn, I missed the whole episode. So either way. (laughs) um, So get in the context of they've been trying to put Carmi together with Claire for the longest time. Uh, I found that really intriguing uh, because, you know, as far as, you know, the relationships Carmi has with, say, Richie and Mikey, you know, they're not so great. And it's like these guys genuinely cared about Carmi. Just they didn't maybe they didn't know how to express it uh, to Carmi's liking. Um so you know, to hear that they've been trying to put him and Claire together for such a long time, and then you know and that's the thing, Carmi, I think Carmi as a character, uh, when it comes down to it, he's got a lot of trust issues. Uh, and that's trust within other people, trust within his relationships, and then ultimately the downfall of all is trust within himself. Uh because, you know, Claire is great. Claire is great for him, um, you know, and uh, and again, it's such a real show because you got a career focus driven Sydney being like, wait a minute. Is this our restaurant or is this like when is why is Claire in this now? Does, do I need to run things by Claire? You know. Yeah, you know. And... Um,
0: that's like no. I think one. I wanted to just bounce off the two points you made. One, the Fishes episode, um, in which you know we had to see the family in the past, and uh, Mikey comes back, uh, played by um, John Bernthal, John Bernthal.
1: who's
0: also been in a lot of places recently. Um, he's also fantastic though. He's
1: uh, great. Um, oh, I like to point uh, out uh, John Bernthal and Ebon, aka Richie. They co-starred Punisher,
2: yeah.
0: Punisher. Oh, I've still I've never seen Punisher. Don't know if I'll get
1: around to it. But um I think
0: the second season?
1: No, first season is good.
0: First season. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. um what I liked about what you were saying, like you know, like Claire like was like who they are trying to get together like five years prior. Is that the five five years five years prior? Is um what I liked about that was that it's not like, you know, um, once again, another kind of heartthrob, Uh Jeremy Allen White, it's like become like the internet was the internet's boyfriends like last season and still like very much seen as like a very attractive person. Um, you know, it's like, it's not like, oh, he's like out and about and like some girl like happens to come across him. It's like, no, he, there's really only one. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of Claire. And if it's not Claire, it's nobody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like the kind of five years prior where I was like, yo, five years ago was Claire. This time it's Claire. If it doesn't work out with her, he's gonna be alone. And I think that kind of like, you know, I think, you know, they're not yelling that at you, but I kind of feel like that's what the kind of implication is and kind of like what makes it so heartbreaking and kind of like, you know, when, you know, we're gonna get there. Uh, When it doesn't potentially work out, you kind of feel like, oh, that's it for Carmi. Carmi's back to only being focused on the restaurant. Cause like Claire's great. And you know, from a characterization perspective like maybe you don't want your character to kind of be perfect all around. But I think in the context of this story and in this world, like it's like, man, Claire's perfect for Carmi. Like it's so clear and obvious to everybody. Like he talks to Back and Back is like, dude, like come on. And like even the five years ago, everybody's like, dude, come on. Like she took off her glasses or something. when they talk about her that was mean (laughs) well it was just just, it was funny yes yeah yeah she's like clearly an attractive person but then like you know there was like oh yeah but like she it took her a while to get here or something like that or something is the implication there and um that was just like you could just see like the bros of like that kind of family saying stuff like that um and uh you know and yeah like where it culminates i guess we can open up pandora's box right? Mm-hmm. Is it time? Do we, or do you want to, you have more to say, Shepard? Yeah.
2: Oh, I mean, it was really probably going to just open the box in terms of it. We, we've been talking around fishes, but so this is, was a surprise to me, but it's an hour long like, flashback. Yeah. And it has like a stacked cast. Of not only you know uh, super
1: stacked oh my god not only
2: you know the folks that we we've been familiar with as far as john burnfall coming back uh to to play mikey but we get i'm pulling up jamie lee curtis is playing donna yep. uh the mother fresh off of an uh, academy get, award win yes bob odenkirk as the on again off again boyfriend of donna legend we get sarah polson as the cousin john mulaney what? as uh, what's an sarah fx Paul? show
1: without sarah paulson somewhere involved
2: <laughs> that's true um john mulaney is the boyfriend of sarah paulson's character um we get like it is just a stacked cast so we walk into this house and it's what like is it christmas thanksgiving a holiday
1: is um some- i think it's like right before christmas and they're celebrating I
2: things- oh yeah christmas um, you're right, Andy,
1: you're right. And they're celebrating the fish, and it's supposed to be Christmas seven fi-
2: Seven fishes. Yeah.
1: Seven fishes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so you walk into this house. And again, like I was watching this episode thinking, like, I, it was about the 20 minute mark where I was like, usually they'd be starting to wrap up by now. And I, I paused it. I was like, oh shit, this is an hour. And it is just chaos. And you could see where a lot of the energy, particularly from season one, where it comes from in terms mm. of army. <laughs> because it is his mother who uh we can assume has a substance use problem in terms of like at least drinking um as she's drinking wine throughout cooking like this elaborate meal and the kitchen is a mess and it's chaotic and we actually get some insight too on donna and natalie's relationship whereby um you know they keep telling natalie don't ask if she's okay you know Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of natalie's Saw some of her arc as well, but similar to Tina, she was kind of through a through line more so than getting like her own episode. But if anything, Fishes maybe gave us the most insight um, and the finale of she loves her mother and she wants approval from her, her mother. Um, and so much of the, the episode shows like Donna rebuffing that like I, I don't want you to help, I don't want you to be kind of in this space right now. You know, even bringing up the, the reason why her, her nickname is Sugar. Like, there is Ooh-hoo. this uh, underpinning <laughs> of, like, it's supposed to be a joke, right? Like, I, I think in other family environments, uh, we call her Sugar because of this. Haha, very funny. It feels kind of like mean spirited.
1: Like, everybody least, sees it as a cute nickname, but then the context behind the actual nickname, right?
2: Yeah, in, in particular. When, when i think of how like donna perceives it like it doesn't feel like it, it it's cutesy it doesn't feel like it, it's a joke like it, it feels because of what they we see what their relationship dynamic is and so you just get this hot mess of, of uh preparation for dinner and dinner, whereby like uh mikey's going through his own particular struggles uh, with substance use and i would say probably likely mental health um if i were to give you like my my quick like psychologist opinion we got a lot Mm -hmm. of mood disorders and personality stuff going on here um and so he's having his own struggles as far as like his place in the world and what he wants to accomplish and the success of his business or lack of success of his business and we have bob odenkirk's character who's kind of a an an antagonist of like you know you never finish anything you're not accomplishing anything you tell the same jokes over and over oh there's this tension. Uh, between the two of them and we can assume that some of that tension is because Bob Oda Kirk is like on again off again with Donna uh, so the Jamie Lee Curtis character and like is almost a pseudo replacement of the father that we've never met uh, who is assumed dead and so you just have we this, can only like, assume
0: is played by Brad Pitt
1: <laughs> oh, no, what Brad Pitt? I don't
0: know. I don't just just say another big actor. I don't know. I didn't have a lot of time to make a joke.
1: Uh,
2: continue. To oh, joke. <laughs> and so you just see the where a lot of Carmies anxiety comes from. Why he has not been home in so long, and they make comments about that. Of like, we haven't seen you in so long. It's great to have you here. why haven't you been around? And well, this is a fucking shit show. That's why I haven't been around. This is why
1: I want to go back to Copenhagen. And like they and blew up when he a, said that.
2: Yeah, and. And so you just get this dynamic of seeing. And what felt so interesting and and I don't know about you all is like I have been at a dinner like that where it's a people aren't throwing forks, but they're definitely throwing words. And you just feel depending on who you are in the scenario, at least for me, I was kind of one of the whether it be a Natalie or a Sarah Poulsen character or something where I'm just kind of like sitting there watching something unfold and can't really do anything about it. And I am anxious, and, like, I just want to get out of here, that the food is not worth it. I promise it's not that good, it, especially considering she was spreading butter on some bread with her hands. I don't know if I'm eating that. I'm just saying, <laughs> um, but just the, the what I really appreciate about this episode, a lot of people have named this as like their favorite episode or the episode of the season. And yes, I connect to other things, which is why I liked four and seven more but i can really admire what was happening in this episode from the acting which like everyone was coming in like we're Oof. all hitting a home run yeah like and i think that is why we saw these heavy hitters is it feel like this is an actor show like they're going to give you solid writing they're they're going to give you the opportunity to really flex your muscles like you can't come in here and not really know how to work with other people and work with the script and i think you know even i'm uh, thinking of Jamie Lee Curtis who you mentioned she won the academy award this year and wasn't you know if you listen listened to our previous podcasts uh, that we've done <laughs> um wasn't you know would it have been my personal pick as far as supporting actress and seeing her in this episode and even the, the finale i was like come on Jamie Lee like mm-hmm. all right yes ma'am mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. yes absolutely and, and I feel that from even Bob Odenkirk, who, who I know is, is very acclaimed from what is Better Call Song. Better Call Song. yep. And so you have these heavy hitters coming in and giving you...
1: They gave. That,
2: like, <laughs> absolutely. And the,
0: and the thing is, I like what I liked about the choices to kind of do that is like, you know, I think for the most part, you know, these were all kind of like smaller actors, like, you know, they're becoming stars now, but like um when we first meet a lot of these people like it's a lot of people kind of meeting them for the first time i wasn't familiar with shameless so jeremy allen white this is my first kind of like real interaction with him, i believe and um you know so see come to this episode where it is i think it'd be hard pressed for this to be the first time you've had a jamie lee curtis like kind of like first time seeing her or bob odenkirk or even like john mulaney like arguably like one of the top three biggest comedians on the planet right now. You know what I mean? Like, just huge. Um, and I think, like, having all of them there, you know, I used the word claustrophobic earlier, but, like, it's, like, really big names, big stars, and you're kind of, like, eyes are moving everywhere. And I think that captures, of like, what it probably feels like for, you know, a character like Carmi to return home. It's just, like, <laughs> all these gigantic personalities like his mother um you know played by Jamie Lee Curtis and then even like kind of like the tangential cousins or whatnot are still like Sarah Paulson and John Mulaney like even interaction with them are like probably bigger and elevated and um I really feel like the casting was like really done well in this episode Absolutely. too and
2: kind of like yeah. how it tied
0: into the star power of everybody
2: and John Brenthal, you, you had mentioned this earlier he's fantastic like, yeah, so you know, he's been in a lot of things. I think a lot of the times he's uh, he's hired on as like a character actor. You know, I'm thinking of like Wolf of Wall Street type vibes of like he comes in and he has a smaller <laughs> part, but he makes the most of it. But when he's given the the opportunity to cook, you're getting a oh. you know a five course meal. Like he oh, yeah. really is incredible, and, and I am always excited to see him when he shows up to things, um, or shows up in things, I should say. And that scene between him and Bob Odenkirk, oh. just the
1: <laughs> like,
2: yeah, the tension, the cool. the animosity, the resentment that you can really just feel. And part of it is, yes, the kind of maybe relationship dynamics. And part of it, you, you imagine too, is like the internal stuff of like what Mikey is dealing with. And the scene too, I'm thinking of between Mikey and Carmi, where uh, Carmi gives Mikey the the drawing. And mm. Carmi walks away. And there was something that, you know, John Bernthal does in terms of just the, he's looking at this photo and he's really holding it. And what I saw in that is what I see in a lot of the work I do, particularly with books, you know, with say like depression or substance use, where so much of what people tell me is, you know, I feel like a burden. I feel like I'm not going to succeed at anything. I feel like people, you know, around me are going to, going to see, that I'm not worth anything and I could see that going through his mind as he's holding this photo um Mm. and none of those things are true I want to shout out to to folks you you are worthy you are valued you are loved um and he does not believe that though and he does not believe that about himself and you could see that and that leads to then you know that interaction between the 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 Bob Odenkirk character and it's just so good and it's so real and raw and it, it yeah, it was, like heartbreaking, and uh, yeah, it's it's it was a great episode of, of television. I, I, I think, like, certainly, uh, I could see why people are so drawn to to what they were able to accomplish in that sixty minutes.
1: That one might get the writing nod for sure. Uh, yeah, just uh, speaking of that scene with him and Carmi, it was a slow zoom shot, or uh, it's you know they were like in the hallway and they slowly zoomed in on them the entire time. What a great shot, just first of all, great shot. Um, Yeah, just a, yeah, just a, just a, for me that felt more like a special, cause again, I watched it after the finale. Yeah, that's
2: what I felt too, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: So um, I was like, uh, upon watching after the finale, it's like, oh, cool, context. This makes sense, this makes so much more sense, like the Claire thing. Mikey as a character, uh Jamie Lee Curtis appearing in the finale, I was like, damn, did I what? miss her? Well,
0: that's right. I guess, like, by that moment, I, you had already, like, they had dropped uh, Olivia Coleman out of nowhere. So, I guess it's not too crazy. But, yeah, that's uh, an interesting way that
1: you approach the season. That, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I was like, wait, did I miss something? Oh. Uh, oh. So.
0: Oh, well, you know, all right. So, th- I think, because I did want to touch about this, and I'm, and I doubt, this character made uh, the rundown of people we wanted to hit. But I really enjoyed Pete. One. Yes. Him bringing in an extra fish. Oh, Pete. (laughs) Him bringing an extra fish? Hilarious. So funny. He's just just trying to do right. He's just trying to be right.
1: Pete's been trying to do right. All he does is try to do right.
0: That, That is just like, get that shit the <laughs> uh, uh hilarious. But then and this yes. is why I, this is this is why I love it was a great season finale. We keep talking about like, oh this episode was great. This episode was great.
1: Well I think this we're here. Finale, I think we're I think we're here. I think we're here. We're yeah. good on we're good on fishes. Yeah, right? they yeah, directly so. connect. They do, they do, yes.
2: So
0: just like one, what a choice to have like pete be the only character to interact uh with jamie lee curtis as the mom character um like interesting like to only have them be like the dynamic that's shown in the last episode and like pete crushes it and pete is like so good in that scene like i am like just how much he cares and like him trying to convince her like him really putting the effort just like Yo, know, just come in. Like, what, what do you mean? What's, what's wrong? And just like, just like to see him kind of like really go for it. And like, kind of like not be able to convince her. And then like it slipped out that like, you know, Nat's pregnant and him not knowing that like, she and, didn't like, know seeing that on his face is so spectacularly done. <sighs> that whole interaction is fantastic. And then him going back in and then, like, having to just, like, talk to Nat, like...
1: Oh, God. Amazing.
0: Incredible. And I did not see that coming out of... This is why I think, you know, Chef Rika brought this up at the very beginning of this podcast. Um, you know, it's, like, how much they care about these characters and, like, how much, like, you know, I guess Pete doesn't succeed there, but, like, it's such a, like, human-touching kind of, like, just, like, well-done, well-executed moment of, like shaping who he is you know what i mean he's not just the punchline of jokes <laughs> who brings in an eight fish on seven fish a day. uh you know like he is like a real like fully fleshed out character who just like loves his wife and tries really hard to do things you know what i mean um and maybe isn't successful but like he totally cares um what were you guys thought on pete and Dassey?
2: no i think uh to add context to, you know, the family and friends night, they're they're trying to make a run through of the restaurant, and so uh, Nat is hoping that, you know, Donna will show up, because this is, like, both a, a project that Nat's invested in as basically the general manager, and obviously that Carmi is invested in as the executive chef, and so throughout the night, Nat is just like, well, she... Or won't she? And I, I agree. I thought it was such an interesting choice that Pete is the one to see Donna and they just have that that heartbreaking scene together where she's like, I I just need you to tell me it's okay that I I'm I can't do this. Ugh. and the fact that he's tearful and like is very conflicted of like this would mean so much to Natalie. This is really all she wants out of this night is that you show up with like trying to hold some compassion for someone who's still struggling and, and the even the dialogue of, of of donna of saying like you know i i don't i can't say it verbatim but basically the the, the, the intent is i don't want to fuck this up for them like i mm-hmm. know that this is such a big deal and i feel like me being here is just gonna mar that and, and i think she adds just quickly i think she adds like she doesn't deserve to see them mm-hmm. be successful like this like
1: yeah
0: yeah
2: Oof! and it just it you know when we connect fishes to this episode i'm thinking of like i imagine mikey thought that of, of some sort of like there there's something about me that is not deserving and we see that you know mirrored in um the experience with donna and then in Carmi. that there oh. is just this entire thread of and that's what, what trauma does that's what with difficult you know un unacknowledged uh mental health concerns substance use concerns like all these things fester and people feel a certain way about themselves and so you see this you know we, we saw it with Mikey we see it with Donna we end with Carmi you know locked in in a fridge and in, in which the, the self-sabotage like a completely unraveling everything that he he's trying to build out of like you know this question of like do i deserve to have the happiness and, and love and things that exist outside of this restaurant am i disappointing or letting people down if i were to have this full full life and i i think that's just it, it's just incredible writing and and it's really warm. like yeah it, it's great it's great
0: yeah no i don't even know if i've like noticed like quite that thread until like we kind of uh talked about it like kind of like we, we talked about like earning things and earning moments and like kind of like deservedness and like so many of these characters feels like they don't deserve like uh like the happiness like Mikey and Donna and then like Carmi at the end so to kind of like kind of like circle back to like his relationship with Claire and like the arc that they go on you know it's like it's so loving it's such a like kind of like almost like rom me like just like how nice it kind of like Casually progresses and like they have like inside jokes and their dialogues like really thoughtful and like they go to a party together and Carmi pretends to be somebody else and you kind of get to kind of see that like
2: this would be a
0: yeah like just like a level of playfulness and that like they're great together you know what I mean like you know uh, I'm sure like if like they showed everything there would be like some bumps in the road but like for everything we're shown they're great together you know, we're led to believe that they're meant to be and they deserve to be together. And I guess like this kind of like growing anxiety begins to build in Carmi that like he can't have both. Um, and he's like losing focus on like kind of like what he needs to do for the restaurant. And he's supposed to call this like, you know, person to fix the door, you know, and Cicero, once again, I, I'm always impressed by like really good anecdotes that like stick with you because it's just like somebody telling a story that's like short and compact. Cicero tells this story to Carmi about um it's not Bill Buckner, um, about the famous Chicago Cubs. The baseball um, player,
1: right? Yeah. And it's yeah. um
0: um who you know reaches out and kind of like I think it's like a foul ball. Uh, Steve Bartman kind of like, you know, puts his hand out in front of a foul ball that like bounces out and like, you know, Moses Salou, I believe, is like the Cubs player who like misses it. And the Cubs go on to lose, I believe, I don't think it's the World Series. I believe like the game to go to the World Series, I believe. And anyways, uh, and he tells this story and it's like really well done about like a person like, innings before and i think a game before who like messed up first and kind of led to a lot of like these things in which they kind of like either and i can't i'm not going to nail this anecdote but like kind of needs to make a decision to do this or do that and instead he does nothing he like freezes in that moment and kind of like everything else falls apart and leads to the steve bartman incident um the really big one that's famous And I thought that anecdote was, like, really well told and really well done. And then, you know, I think it's, like, the next episode, I believe. Carmi's, like, he's, like, getting ready to call the doorman and then gets a call from Claire. And instead of picking up the phone or calling the doorman, he does nothing. He, like, puts Mm -hmm. his phone down, gets a missed call, and probably gets distracted, goes, does something else. And he blows it. You know what I mean? And then obviously it like leads to like he goes into the freezer to get something out and the handle breaks and he's trapped in there the entire time during like fans friends and family and oh i don't even know i don't like how to even begin like the final scene um you know i guess i guess like friends and family ends up going well without him but like Carmi's heartbroken that like he wasn't able to participate and he made a mistake that kind of led to him here and he's just like taking his eye off the ball and so and he's also trapped in a tight space so he's probably like
1: and it's cold
0: and it's cold and he's kind of going through it and he's having a conversation with tina and he thinks he's still having a conversation with tina when he goes on this rant about like how he doesn't deserve love and how He like took his eye off the ball and he like only needs to focus on restaurant. He doesn't deserve happiness and kind of like this deservedness that we've already spoken about. Um, You know, his feelings around it are, is that like, you know, this is it, this is all I can have in my life. I can't have anything else. Only for it to reveal that on the other side, it's like Claire and she hears it all. And like, she's Heartbroken hearing this, you know. I can't remember what she says, but she says something like like,
2: I'm sorry that you feel that way or something. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, she like walks away and it's like, ugh. And then I think maybe there's a couple scenes later, but then like he finds like a voicemail that he had missed from Claire and he like listens to it. And it's like Claire telling Carmi she loves him and it's just like just so devastating. Just your guys' thoughts as I like gather my feelings.
1: Um, you know, just, uh, you know, it for a season that I think that went so well, something was bound to go wrong and they absolutely waited to the finale for things to go wrong. Mind you, things went great, you know, mm-hmm. and that, and that's why I think that the, why the finale is so good because Carmi is on the other side of this, you know, uh, the walk-in and he's locked in. And he's thinking the worst you know i guess i take it he can't hear really else what's, what's going on too and just everything is going right
2: mm-hmm. and
1: he thinks it's not going right and it was so what's so devastating is so yeah you know like before even the claire bit you know he's talking mm-hmm. to tina and tina's trying to reassure him like no jeff you did you, so long, you yeah. did it like everything that you invested in myself uh Marcus Richie everything is going great sydney is killing it here you know and it's like you did this you know you did this and he's hung up on the ketchup packets you know cuz it's the ketchup packets that he realizes uh that he he's lost his focus cuz he asked Tina when did when do we uh stop using Heinz ketchup you know and he can't even answer that question for himself. Uh, and she's like, you did that like a week ago or something. And it sucks because I I, um, I guess for Carmi as a character, again, a lot of it is, again, I said this, it's like trust. And, you know, he trusted himself to invest in these people. But then, you know, push comes to shove. It's like... Uh, he can't even trust them to be out on their own. He has to be there to handhold them or supervise them. And it's like, well, if you know, if you really trust them, they should be fine. So it's sad on multiple parts because, you know, the revelation of Claire, a, uh, because again, like he thinks Claire is the root of the problems as far as, you know, he thinks the night went bad. He thinks, oh, it's Claire's fault. But it's like, Ugh. but it's also revealing that it's like at the end he, you know, he he second guesses himself, you know mm-hmm. all the investment he's put into everybody. Now he's having a shouting match with Richie, you know. You're a fucking loser, Ooh, you know. Yes. You never amount to anything, you know. You 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 hang on to my family because your family sucks.
0: I mean that's, uh, that that scene's also spectacular as well. Just mm-hmm. like one the shot of like kind the of shot like, oh so the good, shot yeah.
1: yes yes the shot was good yeah
0: fantastic seeing them both on like the other sides of things and.
1: Um, I think screaming. it's like I love, yeah, Oh All right, oh, yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh, yeah. the best,
0: the best. I think like I think one because it's like kind of almost like a changing of power, a flipping of the guard, or something like. Like Richie's the one on the other side. He's like in the kitchen. He's like helped out. He's really successful. He, you know, is in a suit, and you know Carmy's trapped in here. He's just like piss off Claire, and that's where it starts. Like Richie what did he so much about Carmy. He's like what did you say to her dude why is she pissed off like what do you what what the fuck just happened you know what i mean and um and then like to your point you know what i mean um dr uh shafrika about you know him starting to like yell i love you just like that that growth um and i think that really cemented i think richie is my favorite character this season it's like him yelling that in the midst of the fight in the midst of like there's them saying like I'm guessing this isn't the first time they've had like a yelling match like this, um, where they've kind of said, quote unquote, unforgivable things, you know what I mean? Like just really digging deep and like, kind like not holding back um, and him like reversing it to say like, I love you. But like, Carmi just not hearing that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He doesn't, not even like, not even a speed bump. Like Carmi just keeps going at Richie, just keeps attacking him while Richie, at the very least takes a moment to kind of like, try to express that in the midst of their kind of back and forth and whew, that scene was uh was amazing
2: yeah And i'm thinking too you know um you brought up this idea of like you know does he trust the the staff et cetera? i think he does i don't think he trusts himself like if he didn't trust the staff like he invested so much into all of their evolutions and growth throughout the season uh, sending people to where they need to be or where he perceived that they needed to be to to take that step up he didn't do that for himself and so i don't think he trusts himself so the idea of like i'm locked in here i'm not being able to contribute i'm not able to to really prove myself and there were people around that stepped up sydney stepped up and i think there's some anxiety herself she was you know sipping on the the pepto um um, just like everyone is feeling the, the anxiety of the moment but Everyone is capable because Carmi really cared uh, uh, about giving them the tools to then succeed during that night. And it's just unfortunate that he was unable to do it for himself. And I think that's what, you know, the last scene told us is that Richie did have this this growth, which is why he's able to say, like, you, you know, I, I love you um but also even when sid is making that decision of like what the fuck do we do and, and richie was able to step up and really Ooh. be a part of that and you were saying earlier forks this is the payoff of like what he mm. learned in forks is that yeah i can be in the kitchen and, and do what i need to do to, to help move along the food and, and get these tickets out and i can also check in on on uncle and, and bring him out you know that that frozen chocolate banana uh, that mm, is yeah. clearly tied to to, to to meaning and so everyone is doing great uh, and, and i think Carmi my hope is that he'll he'll have the time and space to to recognize his worth and that he can also be doing great um yeah. and, but he's the one that gets his, in his own way which i think is, is real though is there are very real barriers and things that happen systemically that that make things a, a hard time for a lot of folks Um, and I think there are ways in which we can can become a barrier for ourselves um, and being able to accomplish and being able to love and being able to connect and create community and I think we see that in Carmi.
0: Yeah, what I liked is that he didn't even trust um, that he could like go out and like kind of like deliver the food to Claire. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he couldn't like spend three seconds away from the kitchen like Richie kind of like you know doesn't badger him, but it's like kind of what do you mean? Just go, like we'll we'll handle this. And he's like can't even like trust everybody to like not fall apart when he steps out for like a you know like half a minute conversation with her. Um, and instead, he gets trapped in the fridge for like the entirety of the time. And they still keep going. You know what I mean? Like, it's just inability to trust was just like really proven that night um, and those. And those kind of ways, which is like, and he takes the worst, like like ideas or like solutions out of that. It's just like, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. you know
0: what I mean? Like, instead of being like, oh, wow. Like it did go smoothly. I can't trust, like I should be able to balance like both, like, you know, being committed to the restaurant and being like having a relationship with anybody. <laughs> um, you know, instead it's like, no, no, no. I have to cut that off. I have to be super focused. I can't trust anybody. I have to be like all in all the time. and.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's this it, it, demand for perfection. Uh, you know, because they, they kept
0: flashing back to the to
1: the the, the dude, uh, the Joel Joe McHale. McHale.
0: Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that was Joel McHale. I didn't realize
1: it either until I looked up the cast, and I was like, "Oh wow, is Joel McHale? He looks so mean. I guess,
0: yeah, I guess he, don't he he was so a dick. Like, was looking a... at mean. well." <laughs> no? hey,
1: I mean, there's other moments in this that, uh, (laughs) um, so yes, Richie stepping up, uh, love that. Uh, Oh, just just what a great moment! And not only Richie stepping up, but there was a dramatic pause between him and Sydney because that was another little trust bridge that needed to be built. Oh yeah, you know, it didn't
0: feel like they solved it, but they kind of like minted it a little bit with they did the crack they did.
1: And, uh, that was great because, huh? The guy who did
2: crack. I thought it was heroin. Oh, heroin. Excuse
1: me. Oh. Or what
2: was it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, No, no. It was some Uh, kind of. He's shooting it up for sure. Okay. Um,
2: yeah. There's something going on. Yeah. One of the waiters.
1: Yes. Um, played by Alex (laughs) Moffat from SNL. Um, and, uh, what? Uh, I think I I I should fire. I I think I gotta fire you.
2: I think I have to fire you. (laughs) Yeah. Let me go check.
1: (laughs) He's like, hey Sid, uh, he's doing crack back there. Uh I told him I think I gotta fire him. Oh, yeah, no, you should definitely fire them. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Uh, they ran out of forks. Um, uh, they didn't have enough forks. Uh, that was fun. Uh, and, and then uh also Marcus and Sydney blew up on each other. Marcus blew up on Sydney. Uh you know, uh, he was like, Yo, Sydney, why are you ignoring me?
0: Um, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about their, their interaction. Um, that's what I was saying. They kind of like made up over um the uh, guy doing the drugs in
1: Oh well, they uh, made up over that, yes. But yeah. uh prior, yeah, no, no they did have a
0: really big blow up. He kept yelling things to her, and she wasn't responding. I was just like, just respond to Marcus. What are you doing? Just say yes. something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah.
1: And then, um, I, I guess uh, everything else went great, though. And that's the thing; they, again, they all utilized their newfound skills, and boom, they did it. Uh, and it was great. A couple of hiccups, and that's the thing. And I think, you know, as far as uh, like this uh, this layered storytelling, you know, uh, when it comes to Carmi as a character, you can have hiccups as far as you know balancing, uh, work and you know your own uh life outside of work you can have hiccups you can have times where you don't call the refrigerator repairman uh but look you still succeeded you still succeeded and mind you he's over here thinking you know he did not he thinks you know his work-life balance was not there and it was there it was there and it worked and it's just this overthinking this over contextualized idea of what it means to run a restaurant uh but no he he did the thing um yeah i think the again the finale i mean the the season two has been such an enjoyable ride for a lot of happy moments throughout to end on such a sour note um mind you it's probably like the only sour note of the season uh all minus the flashback i really can't think of any other beats that were like damn that sucks uh for these characters
0: i think it's it's episode eight in which they like passed the the test they passed the test right That they had been like building up towards and that's such a happy nice kind of like heartwarming moment you know what i mean where you're really cheering for them they're gonna have a restaurant Mm -hmm. you know what i mean then Uh, like that scene, like the way they build up to it, like kind of like they like showed like the face of like a character and then kind of like the growth that they've been on this journey, it really feels like a finale, um, in that kind of way, only to, you know, have the next two episodes be like, uh, not quite, you know what I mean? Just like, uh, we have to bring these characters down a bit and, you know, I think, you know it's like, really they don't bring a lot, any of them down. It's kind of specifically Carmy and Claire. And I guess Pete kind of has like a... Not the best interaction. But like it does feel like a successful night for mostly everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's like some darkness like lurking in the shadows for sure.
2: Yeah. I feel feel what is different between kind of this ending and the show and say some of the other things I've watched. Particularly I'll say like this year is it ended on a sour note, but I think there's a way back. Mm. Like, I think I, there's trust in in, in the writers and what they've shown us that they, they want Carmi and company to, to grow and be better and, and to have this business together. And I, and I'm not comparing it because they're not like one-on-one in terms of like the same, they're not doing the same thing but I think of like succession where the intent is like it's supposed to be a tragedy. Like this is tragic. And so mm. this is how we end it um, really every fucking season finale. <laughs> like mm-hmm. but particularly with the with the most recent. and the intent, like those characters aren't supposed to grow. Like they're not but like the the, the lesson is mm. that there is no like they they don't have the capacity to change. And similarly, they get in their own way. But the, there is a completely different intent um, behind that there's a lot of power and et cetera dynamics. Here, I feel like, okay, this is like a sad ending and this is like a, a way of, like, I don't want to see that. And I don't feel like they they want to see it either. Like the, the the hope is like everyday people, which this is, you know, this cast is, inter- like these characters are. Um, we bounce back you know there there is the, the opportunity for things to shift and change and, and we saw that in so many characters so i feel it's possible for Carmi. i think even kind of his season finale of the first season where he's he's able to kind of voice and tell these stories about how he's feeling internally during one of the you know the um, uh meetings yeah um gives like way too that there there's a way back for him and they this is what we want to see um so i have hope and i'm curious about how that'll be manifested as we we continue on into an an inevitable third season
1: yeah i'm with
0: you i'm like haven't lost hope i mean you know i you know i could see claire just being like a one season person but i really kind of hope not like you know what i mean Once again, Uh-oh. it feels like, it feels like, I can't imagine Carmi just meeting somebody in the wild and like developing a relationship naturally. You know what I mean? Like it really does feel like it's either Claire or nobody. So I hope he has somebody.
1: She um, will be back.
0: I, yeah, you know, I, you know, I would, I'd be surprised if she doesn't come back, but um, you know, I do hope like that, like kind of works out. Like Sid has like a successful night and she earns the respect of her dad. But is also throwing up uh next mm-hmm. to the trash can is the end of her night. So it's like, you know, I'm hoping for a little more balance there. Maybe she's able to kind of recognize Marcus is like a sexual human being and that I'm sure <laughs> she has her own desires, you know what I mean? Like, uh that she might want to explore also. Uh, you know, there's probably I hope she's able to like kind of grow and learn that there's more to life than just carrying the weight of an entire restaurant success on you the entire time. Um, You know, I'm curious of like how Richie's going to be able to like this if he's able to kind of stay in this kind of zone he's in. Um, I really hope so. Um, He's really grown on me this season. Uh, But yeah, you know, it's like I think there's like plenty of more room for them to explore in the next seasons. The restaurant has even opened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They got a long way to go. Um, But yeah. As you said, Chefrika, um, it's like I really like speaking about trust and like earning stuff. Like, I trust these creators and these writers. Um, they've and they've earned they've earned that trust uh, through these two seasons. So,
2: absolutely.
1: Well, goodness, chefs! Uh, I think we devoured this course known as the Bear. Boo. Um, <laughs> what do you say? Boo. Boo. Oh, okay. <laughs> um uh, thank you chef um behind do we have any more final behind. thoughts Corner. behind <laughs> <laughs> do uh, we have any more final thoughts on the bear as a whole season two uh, go how watch would it. we like to wrap go watch it yeah there's a good one yeah go watch it um hopefully
2: you didn't yeah. listen to this podcast without having watched yeah. it yeah <laughs> um but if you did go watch it and if you have watched it, maybe watch it again or Yeah.
1: What do you got to lose? It's a great piece of television right here.
0: Yeah, really it you know, it really is. And I think there's it feels like you know, there's something for everybody. You know what I mean? Even if like you don't connect with all the characters, it's gonna be like a handful you're gonna be able to connect with and even if you're not connecting with all the storylines, like, you know there's a handful of storylines you will and like you know these one-offs it's just like maybe one doesn't work for you but like maybe like the rest do and um yeah it's just like it's just like yeah i think really really good work right now and um if you're missing it you're doing yourself a disservice
1: agreed agreed and come emmy season we could see the bear uh, uh claim more accolades under we'll its be season
0: one correct it'll be season, season one, one no? will one. be up
1: for emmys season two can season be up year. for for emmys next year but season two can also get golden globes this year and weird maybe how season that works two. i think the voting is about to take place um yeah
2: i believe we're in the midst of the, i've seen a lot of for your consideration stuff so i think we're in the midst of it so
0: i could see season two bolstering kind of like season season one, one. You know,
1: it's kind of
0: like uh, potential,
1: I guess. Oh no, absolutely! Uh, It's a coordinated attack, coordinated front, trying to get uh, some hype for this show. But um, all right, we're gonna close up shop. We're shutting it down. Send it to dish. Um, Lock the doors. Work on hands. I need hands. Hands. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh yeah that that sums it up for the bear our deep dive of the bear uh i'd like to thank chefs dr rica chef dr rica and chef hooper tv thank, for you, chef. Coming... Oh, thank, thank you, chef. you chef thank you chef uh for coming on and discussing the greatness that is the bear yes go watch it uh you can find it on hulu both seasons Uh, Be mindful of binging, because you're going to be like me, and now I've caught up, and now I have to wait another year like the rest of everybody. But uh, it'll be worth the wait. Um, But yeah, if you like everything you heard uh, about the bear, if you got takes on the bear, we'd love to hear from you. Join our Discord in the link below. Love to hear from you. And again, thank you for listening on all your Podcast stations, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, thank you for listening. And thank you again for all of your continual support on social media, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch. And we are on threads now. So if you ever see a thread, uh be sure to thread it up with us. Uh, is that what they say? I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I'm your Yanko host uh grand master chef grand master hoop uh supernova chef dr rica and chef hooper tv how shall we close this thing um you want to say uh, marry me juliet
0: you, you never, never have to, have be, to be, be
2: alone, alone.
0: <laughs> um, i've been waiting yeah <laughs> all you have to do is run it's
2: a love story <laughs> baby, baby